Is that it? We're live? Okay, we're, we're live. live after uh, some technical setbacks. Shout out to Google Hangouts. It's going away later this year. Uh, we are live. This is Stasis Lock, episode 137. I'm your co-host, Primal Sabbath. Uh, joining me tonight is the always angry Mike. Angry Mike. All right, good deal. Is that where everyone can find you at, Angry Mike? You can find me everywhere underneath Angry Mike. You just called me out, Angry Mike. (laughs) I said you were the always Angry Mike. Oh, yeah, I'm the always Angry Mike. Awesome. Joe? I'm Joe. I'm here. Find me here or uh, through Primal Sabbath. Who knows? You know, man, I'm glad that I'm glad that. uh, these these last few months, I've uh, become your your very own personal assistant. Well, I mean, I don't. I'm not famous enough to have my own uh, internet personality name. So, dude, if, you're uh, you're Wisconsin someone... famous, yeah, man. Like, uh, we called you Cadillac Joe. Well, I sold the Cadillac, so, dude, <laughs> like that name's not going anywhere. I printed yeah. that on the back of a shirt for you. <laughs> I know. I'm just saying, Cadillac's gone. I made a. <laughs> couple grand right. this week, so i'm happy so uh so what are we now like vw beetle joe or we uh crotch rocket joe yeah what do you drive i have a toyota so all right soccer mom joe it is we are <laughs> also joined uh by our special guest Stuart. uh he's here for our collection uh, collector interview questions so uh Stuart, tell us a little bit about yourself and uh like where all we can find you Hi, my name's Stuart. Uh, I'm based in the UK, so it's a bit later. It's about midnight here. Uh, the best place to get hold of me is on Instagram. Uh, I've got a photography site for Transformers figures and a Taft Trooper photography. So, yeah, that's pretty much it about me. And tonight, thanks to Google, I shall be a cat. <laughs> I hear that. Well, uh, I- I'm also I'm also a cat. I'm a transmetal cat. Um, it's it's mostly because I'm a uh, super tired, dead to the world, and didn't feel like uh, being presentable. So uh, also, just uh, send me send me that uh, that Instagram link, and I'll I'll stick it in the description for um, for tonight's episode for those who uh, want to uh, you know check that out. So uh, we're gonna yeah, run right through yeah. it again. Uh, did anybody get any hauls, Mike? You got a haul? Oh, I got a big haul. Yeah. I bet you yeah. do. It's like a U-Haul. Uh, it could have been a U-Haul. Anyways, uh, I'll start. I'll try to go real quick through my haul. Um, from uh, Robocon, I ended up picking up uh, some beast machines from our good friend here, Joe. I got a Cheetor, Tankor, and Rat Trap. Uh, we did a little trip over to uh, the toy department. Yes. And I picked up a Titan's Return Soundwave for $25. And then I picked up. I was thinking the Hasbro edition of Tankor, but once in. we but once we were out in the car and I pulled it out, I'm like, oh look, it's the Dakar version for twelve dollars, which I've been that. looking for, by the way. <laughs> yeah, well, I got it for twelve dollars. I was really stoked on that one. That's why then, you were so dead set on spending my money to like try to dig it in deeper, huh? Oh, but I spent so much of your angry, money. angry Mike has become spiteful, Mike. Uh, I still love you. But anyways, um, also I traded Dalton for the War Cybertron uh, Blaster and Sound Blaster, the little Voyagers, and oh, then cool. um, and then from uh, actually the rest of this, I'm looking at the picture. I actually got, excuse me, 
majority of it from Pete, um, which we'll do real quick, which was the uh, custom unit three, a 2009 flak, a 2009 cup, ruckus from figure subscription, red alert from the um, Cybertron mold, uh, a um, the uh, gorilla that they did customs with last year, um, the uh, gears version, and then I also got um, oh what's that pirate's name from fourteen cannonball. Uh, cannonball picked up cannonball. I picked up a mini prime that goes in the uh, pretender shell, and then let's see, it was the um, pre-production sample of a shattered glass star screen from the final FSS. All of that I actually picked up reasonably cheap, less than we're talking less than 300 bucks for all of that, uh, which was actually a real good deal. Um, and then the last two things I got was a custom unit one and nine K by Jesse, which was done for the BotCon exclusives, but was never produced for uh, Dawn's of Future Pass. Oh, and while I'm looking at it, there's a blast charge that Dakota gave me for spending all his money. <laughs> Wait, uh, what do you mean unit one? Are you talking about the Nitro Streak? The, who? the uh you said unit one for Botcon 2006. Was that the uh like the black version of the clocker of the of the Cheetor or yeah, whatever? There was the black clocker oh, and then I didn't the, even uh, see that. And then the uh white I'd send you pictures of them, but yeah. There were two clockers and they were in the comic. That never I know, got I know, I know, I know they were in the comic, but like mm -hmm. I've been I, I like I've been looking just for the clocker so I can do my own custom, but man, had I known Jesse had already done one, I'd have just bought his instead. Yeah, he um that one um Will was really mad that I got it. Because he I was he really was. he was really hot wanting to get that one. But yeah, I mean these were the actual the ones that he he customized and they pre presented them to Hasbro for the exclusives. And sadly Hasbro said no on those two. Oh, that sucks. Uh was that was that all you got, Mike? Yeah, I'll just go with that. That's too much. Money. All right, sweet. I like that. Uh Joe, did you get anything? Yeah, I, I also got quite a bit of stuff. I got <laughs> I got uh Takara Metals, uh Transmetal Two Black Rachnia from Mr. Angry here at uh PeteRobotCon. Um I got a pretty awesome Magmatron custom, like a Cybertronian mode Magmatron from uh, Jesse. Right? Jesse. Yep, yeah, that thing, that thing is awesome. I figured you were going to be the one that ran off with it because I know you're kind of wanting to try to get one made and the dude would yep. make it for you. Yep, that, that thing is pretty awesome. Um, I got some, uh, I don't know if they're sample boxes, box samples or what exactly are just unused boxes from some pretty early botcon stuff from brett um, oh yeah yeah so those were uh those were basically just like the unfold i think they may have been the proofs because uh okay. i got i got a tigatron from glenn a year and a half ago i think okay um, but yeah they're they're all unused unfolded <clears throat> it's pretty cool yep. uh, fun fun story about that real quick uh carl was at the show carl hartman and I'd showed it, you know, I'd showed it to him and he was like, oh, yeah, the uh, the wonder days of whenever Glenn had to pack all of the Tigatrons by hand. So he had to unfold all of those boxes, 
put the inserts in and, and, you know, the paperwork and everything else and the figures. And he packed all of those Tigatrons. I think it was 1,200 of them that they made that year oh, by wow. hand. Yeah, that was, uh, that was super interesting. Interesting to learn. I saying about that. Yeah. And it was 1,200. Wow. Yeah, it's a lot of work. I'm mm-hmm. sorry, Joe. Keep going. Um, no, you're fine. Um, what else? I got, uh, oh, I got some uh, third-party uh, Masterpiece cars. Um, I found, uh, the Chevy Aveo Swerve, um, that it was like a car dealership exclusive. That's crazy. I didn't even know that. I didn't even know they had a car dealership exclusive. Yep. Yep. Yeah. It was 10 bucks at, uh, that one comic shop or that toy shop Dalton and I went to just Mm -hmm. sitting right there. Dalton walked right past it and had no idea what it was. I'm like, ooh, I know exactly what that is. And for ten bucks, I'm buying it. So absolutely. And uh what else was there? I don't even remember. There there is a lot. That's that's good. You, yeah. That's why you should take a picture of everything before you just disperse it. Uh yeah. Stuart, you, you got anything uh this week you'd like to I like did. to share? I did. Um I got all the Beast Wars Neo Hardhead. I've been oh, hunting nice. him for quite a while. Uh, just watched the translation on telly, and um, yeah, I was really impressed with the character. I just thought he's just ridiculous. So I managed to get hold of a copy of him, and I managed to get one of my grails, uh, the Tackle Tank. Yeah, that one's getting harder and harder to come by. And like you know, you like you know, you're you're located uh, in you know in Europe. I'll say in Europe. I don't want to. You know, put yeah. all your information out there, uh, <laughs> and I know it's 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 difficult to uh, get stuff. Um, you know, in in on that just that side of the world in general. So uh, I yeah. bet that had to be that had to be awesome. Yeah, really awesome. Uh, the seller who sold it said there was a bit of sun damage. Uh, so when I had it, I just stripped it down and a bit of UV and hydrogen peroxide, and it came back to normal. Nice. I was uh, was quite relieved, uh, quite scared pulling it to bits. (laughs) That's a, yeah, that's a good deal. So, yeah, I was quite happy with that. So, uh, the missus was wondering, why have I bought an octopus? And I was like, (laughs) it's a squid and it's a transformer. And it's like, well, it doesn't transform. It's like, well, it just does. (laughs) It it pops apart. You could just tell her it pops apart. Yes. So, um, she was quite bemused with that. It was quite different. But yeah, that was me. Cool, man. Cool. Uh, real quick, just going to run through mine nice and quick. I got the Combiner Wars G2 Superion and uh, Bruticus. It's got the Botcon 2011 box set. I got the Botcon 2010 box set, 2009 box set, and the 2010 uh, Scorch, Ravage, and... Double Punch, that Ravage is going to be for sale if anyone's interested. I got uh, a single 2011 Auto Trooper with a little bit of extra rattle in it. I got the Takara Rhinox, the one that's like weird color. It's got like gray and tan. Uh, I got the Combiner Wars Scrounge with the little yellow gun fella. Uh, I got the the Siege. Was it, is it the Siege on Cybertron or the or for Cybertron Siege? Velocitron, uh, All that thing. Yeah, it's the it's the G two uh, Laser Optimus Prime repaint that was in the box set. 
Yep. Because uh, it looks more like the Laser Optimus Prime. And uh, I wanted it just because I got the Pulse Megatron, the G2 Megatron. And like I know it's not the, the Combat Hero Prime homage, but I just I feel like like when I think G2 Prime, I think of the Laser Prime. And it's a Voyager, and so it'll match that Megatron. Uh, let's see. I got the Shattered Glass Cheetor Custom that Jesse had. Uh, which That's I'm super awesome. happy about. Oh, dude, it looks so gorgeous. Uh, I got a Battle Unicorn. I got a uh, Beast Machine Spy Streak with no missiles for the army. I got the Botcon, or yeah, the 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 custom Botcon 2014 Genrai Keshi from the Keshi drawing. Studio Series Sideswipe, if I haven't said it yet. Uh, I got a regular Dino Bot that uh, Sean is going to be painting up for me. I got a Prime Ratchet. I opened up my G2 breakdown. I got the custom class uh, Shatter Glass Sideswipe. I got the Robocon 2019 Surprise Exclusive Under 3 slash Unit 3. I got Prime Soundwave, Prime Cliff Jumper, 10th Anniversary Dinobot that's unbroken that I'm going to keep in beast mode. I got Thrilling 30 Legends Bumblebee um, for uh, a custom that I'm going to do. I got uh, Beast Wars Black Arachnia, so now I have all three. Of the original Black Arachnia molds. I got the Japanese Beast Machine Strika. And I got a Beast Machine Snarl Resin Hard Copy. And I also got a, another Beast Wars Inferno for uh, my Season 3 shelf. I think he was the only one that I was missing. So now I have three of him for no reason other than a Season shelf. And uh, the G2 Breakdown that I freed from its box. If you want to consider that uh, something. I thought so, that was how funny how you slipped that in. In the middle of your hall, like you had picked it up, and then you said, "I opened it." Yeah, I opened it. I opened it. All right. So uh, now that we've uh, got all this hee hawing out the way, let's uh, let's get questions. Uh, it's gonna be me, Mike, and then Joe. So, uh, Stuart, hi. What got you into Beast Wars? Well, funny enough, in 96, when the series was out, um, it was just something I watched in the background. I wasn't really into it. Uh, years later, though, I bought this um, comic called Beast Wars The Gathering. Mm. And um, I was just gobsmacked. The, the characters and all the new characters, I was quite, well, I wanted to know more. So I bought the Alamac. And it just went from there, basically. It just, the Alamac became a who's who of characters to buy. Uh, to look up, and it just went from there. Oh, nice. So, so your introduction, like, you know, of, like, of course you saw it as a kid, but your, like, introduction into it was uh, essentially through the IDW comic. Like, I don't think I've ever heard anyone say that, you know, that was kind of where they where they started out. That's uh, that's super awesome, dude. Yeah, it was quite weird. I, it was on telly back in the day. Uh, the thing is, because it was on Channel 5 in the UK, they were very much, um, they put it on when they could be bothered. So there was just no continuity to it. So oh, it, yeah. You just literally turned it on, and sometimes it was on, sometimes it was delayed for weeks, and it was the wrong episode. So there was no way to get into it. Oh, man. That's, <clears throat> that sucks. That syndicate through that 90s syndication. Oh, yes. <laughs> All right, what is your favorite Beast Wars toy? Um, for me, it's a rare one I got first of all, which was Beast Wars Ravage. He, mm. looks, he looks nothing like the cartoon, but he's just so full of Easter eggs. 
it's just awesome. It's like the chest opens and I've got a picture of a Megatron and the flip out guns and he's just got pride and place in my collection. Absolutely, that's, cool. that's a fun piece. Yeah, he looks nothing like he does on screen, but um, <laughs> I, I don't mind. I don't mind, he's awesome. Jeff? So uh, what Masterpiece Beast Force figure do you want to see next? Uh, it's actually two for me. The first one would be Death Charge, just because the original toy was so atrocious. Because of that, because of that, um, well, you know, the shooting missiles at the back, the guy yeah. has a ginormous backpack, doesn't fit on the shelf. So I just imagine him being able to compact him into a really cool figure. Um, second for me then would be Magmatron, just because I can imagine three animals merging into a really cool looking robot. And um, just can't see it. Can't see it. He's too far down the line, Magmatron, but you never know. Yeah, you never know, man. Like, we're, we're getting Lyle Convoy. So anything's possible, I think, as far as uh, the masterpiece goes. But, um, what uh, what episode do you feel best represents uh, Beast Wars? Uh, for me, it's Transmutate, just because it's completely different to anything we got before. Um, a lot of the cartoons would basically save humans, stop a rocket launching, stop the Decepticons, but Transmutate dealt with real life issues, and it was just mind blowing that they would deal with um disability they dealt with um well rampage dealing with the loss of transmutate later in the episode it was just stuff that was completely alien to the series right and that's like that that's cool i'm glad like i'm glad that we finally had someone on that didn't say code of hero like even though like that's my answer too yeah. uh but transmutate was a heavy heavy episode i feel like a lot of the defining uh, episodes would probably be season two stuff but uh yeah, yeah. as i seen as an adult i appreciate it also if i'd watched it as a kid i probably would have found whoa that's heavy and probably would have had nightmares about transmutate but um <laughs> as an adult i could appreciate it a lot more at the depth it was coming from all right how do you whoops how do you feel about other forms of beast wars fiction media or fictional media like comics, mango, bio cards, uh, uh, fan fiction? Um, fan fiction, I've got into a little bit with the Collectors Club with Apeling and characters like that. Um, but for me, it was Gavin slash Ascension, which are the two which do it for me. I was just really impressed with the storyline in Beast Wars, but based in the distance. It's just a shame they spoke it making the Beast Wars character canon fodder later on in the different IDW series. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's my favorite character. Next thing, dead. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're, yeah, you're talking about like in the Unicron books. Yeah, man. It's like yeah. I saw all these awesome things in this comic book in this share in this universe that I wanted to see. And it was like, oh, no, they're actually bad guys and they're all going to die. And I was oh. like, man, come on. I know, I know, I agree. I was just like, oh, look, a stampy. Oh, gone. <laughs> it, was, it was fun, like, picking them out on the splash pages because there was, like, that one 
big splash page. It was like, oh, hey, there's Transvale 2 Megatron, and then there's Season 1 Megatron, and they're all in the same base. So, oh, yeah. yeah. And then just to add insult to injury, they then mutate them into these monsters <laughs> later on. So they don't even look like their old selves by the end. It's just like, oh, IDW, what are you doing to me? Yeah. Joe. Uh, how do you rank Beast Wars as a cartoon and toy line compared to other iterations of Transformers? Uh, for me, Beast Wars is my number one, just because it was quite early with the ball joints. And even now, you can put Beast Wars characters in with your current generation stuff, and they don't age. Um, ball joints, articulation, um, yeah, they just really are. It's still my number one. So, like, just kind of a follow-up that isn't part of these questions, and I'll, I'll ask the next one. Uh, do you do you feel like there has been, in another, like, mainline, like, Masterpiece excluded, of course, uh, yeah. such another such jump in technology for uh, like playability with with the toys as as there was for Beast Wars. I think they went sideways for a long time. It was all through like um, the Armada and all those. Um, everything sort of stagnated. There wasn't anything new. Um, but then animated came along, and I know a lot of people don't like it, but it was just. They jumped off the screen, a lot of the characters did. So I thought they showed new technology there quite a bit. And it was like the forefront. And then a lot of things after that, ball joints came back into being. And uh, the universe line and the classics line then took it on from there. Right. Yes, yeah, it's, it's funny you mentioned animated. Like animated is one I always look over and forget just how they were able to make those designs into fully functioning toys with like little to no hindrances. Yeah. So. It, I've even got a few of them now when I look at them and they still look like they did on screen. Um, admittedly, some of them are a bit dodgy, but uh, in general, they literally look like they've just landed off the screen, which is what we all look at in collectors, I, I guess. I'm, I'm I'm that way. I'm all about tune accuracy too. So, um, what figure? Uh, I mean, like I guess we know the one that was at the top of the list. But what what figure is at the top of your wants list? <clears throat> um, I've actually managed to finish my want list. There was two. There was the Taco Tank, which I spoke about earlier, and the Niagara Base. Um, right. I really got into Beast Wars second and was absolutely gutted. I could not get Scuba. Basically, it was like you find the Agra base and you can have the figure in there. Um, so, yeah, when I finally found one, oh, I was landed. Absolutely landed. Awesome. So, like, would you, did you have any interest in the, the Japanese stuff prior to like the Koryudo fan subs uh, coming out? Uh, funny enough, when I looked at Gavrin, um, it had Magmatron and he was stuck in the middle of nowhere and uh, <laughs> came into the past and I was just really intrigued about this character and I was like you know who is this guy who is you know what is the background behind him so that got me into you know second in the year okay oh, yeah. cool cool yeah I, like I wasn't sure like I'm always I'm always asking people that I know are 
or have just wrapped, you know, buying the Japanese stuff? Like, is it because of the fan subs? Because, like, I notice at least, like, whenever they released Beast Wars Second, like, all of that stuff started going up in value. I think because, like, there were a lot of people who just couldn't understand it. And, like, whenever they were able to see the subtitles and understand it, like, they just wanted the stuff that maybe they passed on, on you know, prior to. So Yeah, definitely. I've got a um, Gigastorm. And the guy just wanted to get rid of it for the fact that it just looked like a dodgy Trypticon. Uh, <laughs> you look online now, and they go for Megabucks. Right, absolutely. And I, I got mine, luckily. It was someone who tried to, like, I think maybe makeshift it into his collection as a Trypticon. And whenever the reissue Trypticon came out, I picked up his Gigastorm. I think it was, like, $80. I just had to take uh, G1 stickers off of the little <laughs> drone guy. And, yeah. and and that was it. So uh, so cool. So you you have a complete uh, your complete Beast Wars line now, or you just completed the ones you wanted? Um, getting there, getting there. Okay. It's um, Neo's almost complete. Uh, let's see, what am I missing in Neo? Let's see. Um, Survive is one of the things, but he goes for mega bucks. Yeah, he's a pricey one. So there's him there, and I'm sort of keeping away from completing seconds because there's so many expensive figures, like God Neptune. It's like, oh, he goes for so much money. So Neo was the one I wanted. Funny thing about Neo was I completed more or less the figures before I saw the fan sub. So it was quite random to see your characters actually have personalities on screen, which you'd already had. Right. It was a complete reverse of G1, because G1, you watch the cartoon, and then you nag your parents for the toys. But uh, Neo, I'd already had them, and I was like, oh, wow. Cool. Uh, uh, what are your feelings on the third party versus official Spectrum? Uh, I'm really happy with the way Takara are going now. Um, well, Leo Convoy, I was just blown out the water. I never saw that come in. Um, if they keep doing those, like, you know, they've done Beast Wars Megatron now and Cheeto and Black Arachne is on the way. Uh, third party, I think, still has a place for characters I know Takara will never touch. Like, um, Transmutate's a good example of that. There's a company out now called Blue Lobster and they're doing, um, like, an Autobot Spike as a die-cast figure. And basically, I can see Transmutate going down the same route because I can't see Takara ever doing it again. I gotcha. Cool. That would be pretty cool. D does Tyler want to take the next one? or? I don't think he has access to the list. Okay. Go ahead and do it, Jeff. Uh, what other toy lines do you collect? Uh, for me, um, there's only one more because um, Beast Wars takes up most of my money, and that's Kotobukiya. And I tend to stick to the Star Wars Stormtrooper statues. So I've got a fair few of those. Cool. So, so like, that's and the, the Kotobukiya stuff, like, that's that's the high-end stuff, too. So, and those yeah, things I, look pretty nice. Yeah, I've got a display of them, uh, mostly Art FX stuff. Um, but the human characters look nothing like they're supposed to, so I sort of stuck to stormtroopers and that sort of thing. But um, Beast Wars is my main line, and that's what I tend to stick to. Man, me and you both. Uh, final question 
and this is a staple of Stasis Lock. Uh, okay. Is Tigatron a dick? I would say yes. Yes! <laughs> Definitely. The reason I say that he's a bit of a dick is the fact that they've always got to fight to get him to help out. He never <laughs> seems to just jump in and help them. Uh, admittedly, he's not as bad as Death Charge. Because Death Charge, they have to like coax and coax and coax. But um, oh, yeah. Tom, it's like the base is getting attacked. Oh, I can't. I'm, I'm looking at these flowers. And <laughs> it just drives me up the wall. <laughs> I hear you, man. It's uh, yeah, and like in like depth charge, depth charge. You could at least like probably bribe him. You know what I mean? You could be like, well, X is gonna be there. Yeah, and you know, he'll so he'll he'll tag along along for that. Tigatron was just like, you know, nothing. Like, dude, if Air Razor was uh wanting to go do something else, but your boys need you to help fight a war, he's gonna go hang out with Air Razor. Like, okay. <laughs> What's so. your view on the um how Japan? Because Japan made Aries a, um, a male ward. So have you ever seen the dubs on that? I have the dubs, but I don't, I, I'm not sure on the translations. I know some of the episodes were translated somewhat similar and they just added like the, like these quirky little uh, lines or speech things that they did at the end. Um, but like as, as far as, as far as the, the actual, uh, you know, dubbed episodes go. I don't know if there's anything out there yet. Um, you know, that that's something, you know, that's always within a possibility uh, if Karyudo ever wanted to, you know, after, you know, whenever they start up their next project and after they finish that and, you know, move on, uh, I'm, I'm sure eventually, like, they'll, they'll get, maybe not necessarily bored, but they'll be like, ah, well, maybe we should, you know, show some of the, the diff or they should show some of the differences. Um, It'd be interesting how they dealt with, you know, they saw the characters, they knew what they're like, and how the translations make them completely different when we know what they sound like in English. So, right, yeah. and we, we got some of that in, in Car Robots and, and uh, Armada, too, because, you know, they, they released the subtitled versions of those. Yeah. So, yeah. One hey, thing, um, sorry, one thing that's kind of interesting on that, on that note uh, relating to Depth Charge and the Japanese version. I don't remember exactly what he was saying, but he said Depth Charge was a totally different character in Japan. Like he was almost a comic, comedic character who would randomly burst into song or something like that. It was he was just a totally different character. Crazy. It was that it was that Miles guy at at the con this weekend who was saying that. So. It would be cool to find out because with um, MP Beast Wars Megatron, the sound chips, uh, he's got a D-Navi which chats away to him and it's just something that wasn't in the English version in any, any way. So when I press the button on the toy and all you can hear is a female voice, I was thinking, um, okay, what, what's going on here? <laughs> Cool. Well, uh, Stuart, that is it for our uh, collector interview questions, man. Uh, like I said, if you want to stick around with us, uh, you know, during during news and, and topics and stuff like that, you can. If you want to dip out, I totally understand. It. It's very late over there. I definitely appreciate you for staying up so late with us. 
Um, no it's, it's really cool. I always like talking to you know the fans that are on the other side of the the planet. You know. Yeah. No. It's thank you for having me, and I uh, hope you understood the accent, all right? Yeah. 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 Which uh, we've got a, a couple of um, English friends, so it's you know you you pick it up, right? Or at least <laughs> I pick it up. So I definitely, yeah, man, it was awesome. Are you going? Are you going to? Uh, oh God, is it? It's not. TF Nation. I almost wanted. I wanted to call it Auto Assembly for some reason. Are you going to uh, to TF Nation this year? Uh, not this year, but hopefully going next year. Got to cool, cool. This year, unfortunately, but yeah, no, it should be good. Definitely. Yeah, I, I saw like they have like uh, they're doing like the Beast Machines coloring book thing, and I'm like, will someone please get that for me? <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, I think that's awesome. But uh, but yeah, man. Uh, again, I appreciate you for coming on, dude. No, thank you for having me, guys. Thank you again. No problem. Stay in touch, man. Yeah, all right. Thank you again. Okay. Bye now. Right. See you later. Good one. Tyler's in here. If there's anything uh, he wants to say, I, f- I feel like I know why he's here. He wants to. He wants to get in on this. Uh, this chalk versus Cullen stuff. He's muted, so I don't know. So, oh, I'm muted you. because I'm at work. I don't know what the sounds like, and I'm on the sander again. So I, don't, I just wanted to hear the conversation. Okay, that's fair. If if my sound's too bad, I'll mute again. But uh, right now you're you're solid. Yeah. Okay. So. Okay. All right. So, on this week's Beast Out and Shout, this is a uh, little thing we kind of got going with the Black and Blackout and Shout crew. Uh, we've been doing like you know, character versus character, toy versus toy type stuff. Uh, but this week they kind of threw us for a loop. And it's uh, it's not necessarily the character as so much as it is the character. Uh, so Gary Chalk versus Peter Cullen. Now I do kind of want to lay something out for you. They have both uh, been Optimus Prime three times. However, Gary Chalk has been Primal once, so he's at least played Optimus four times. Uh, Cullen has played it three movies, Prime and G1. Uh, or I should say a line continuity um, in place of prime. Uh, and of course you had, you know, like Neil Kaplan, who was an RID. Uh, so uh, Mike, why don't you, uh, you're, you're a, you, you came from the G1 era. Why don't you uh, start us off? Who, for you, who wins it? Um, I kind of want to go last, but that's okay. Um, and the reason I say that is because um, I, when I look at the characters, granted, yeah, I grew up with G1. But, I, I mean, some people know that I've always chose monkey over truck. And in this case, I still would pick monkey over truck because I guess you have to look at the um, everything Gary has done versus what Peter has done. Um, Gary's done multiple seasons of Beast Wars, Beast Machines the um, Unicron trilogy, you know, he did multiple reincarnations of prime and, you know, he just really, he's more in touch, I think in transformers than, than maybe Pierre Cullen, excuse me, that, you know, can be argued upon because, you know, Cullen is the first Optimus prime. He is the, the, end-all, be-all prime to a lot of people. 
because he played the, you know, Optimus and, you know, the. Yeah, he was their father in the 80s. Well, not only, well, you know, look, at he only went to, you know, the Transformers, the movie. So, you you know, when you look at episode numbers, his is lower than, than Gary's, period. Gary's played more of that character than um, Peter did. But granted, Peter played in the real live action motion pictures, which, you know, a lot of the fans weren't really happy with those movies to begin with. And then, of course, Peter came back and did uh, Transformers Prime. But I, I just think when you look at an actor's, you know, what the actor's done, you have to really give it to Gary versus Peter for the cartoons and the voice acting. Um, as far as maybe some of the best lines, would it's kind of a tie. You know, Autobots transform roll out and, and that's just prime. That's just prime. Yeah, man. You know, uh, I mean, so me personally, I mean, man, because, you know, when you go to these conventions and you see these people, you know, Peter is hounded upon and doesn't get to spend or really talk. And he's kind of, he's showing off like a trophy. Like here he is. Here he is, nerds. Look. Look, 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 look. Right, but like I feel like, like to so, so to kind of touch on that, I feel like that kind of has something to do with like. Do you remember the last time that he was essentially treated, quote unquote, the same as the like the other guests at BotCon? It was 2010, and he ended up like signing a thousand autographs from like sun up to sun down. I was there um, in the line at sun up. Yeah, I yeah. remember. I, I was there. I think like. Three or four o'clock in the morning, I drove my wife out from the hotel we were at to go wait in line. Of course, that's the only time she's ever gone to convince you with me. She's never gone since then. But you're right. I mean, the man, yeah, he's devoted to his fans. As he he wants to be more devoted, I think. But Hasbro is pulling his strings. Where Gary Chalk, you could go outside Dallas, 2012, and talk to him while he's smoking a cigarette. Uh, dude, as a matter of fact, like, not only do you go to him, but like, if he sees that you want to talk to him and you kind of like, you know, walk off to go do something else, like he'll track you down. Gary, Gary will make sure to, to make those like personal, uh, <clears throat> connection. It's like, you know what I mean? But, but he can, he's, he's got the ability to do so. Right. Just like when, you know, Gary came to a little rock comic con, we had him down here. You know, we sat out in front of the hotel and y'all smoked and we all talked it up and, you know, he was just an all-around nice guy. I mean, and he enjoys the fans. And knowing when you, for me at my age, you can see as far as um, what his story is, as far as characters he's played. You know, it, the one that really got me was that he was the abominable snowman from Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, the old claymation TV show movie. Yeah. You know, the stuff he played is stuff I grew up, you know, way as a child watching during christmas you know he played santa claus in the um the christmas story too he played in freddy versus jason he oh dude he's in, in so many movies he was in uh he was he, in first class wasn't he x-men first class yes he was, he was one of the generals i think yeah he plays a lot of general roles he's very good at that general can i stop it in here for real quick so yeah, what's up, I was at work at uh, the place that I used to work at, and I was doing a forklift training video. And I was really tired. It was like 6.30 in the morning. And whose voice do I hear 
come on the screen and I look up and there it is, Gary Chuck teaching me about how to be safe on a forklift. That was like the coolest moment of my professional career. <laughs> that's that's the best. Like that's that's way better than than a general uh, and and so on and so forth. Yeah. I'll try I'll try and find the safety video and share it in the chat with you guys because that is awesome. It was so cool. That's that's awesome. Uh, Deluxe, man. Deluxe joined us. Dude, we, we have been graced by a true celebrity. Let's stop talking about Gary versus Peter. Let's talk about Gary versus Deluxe. And i got to be honest with you, the Optimuses aren't. They're just not cut out for it. <laughs> Let's talk about Deluxe versus two. Come on now. Deluxe versus real Tyler. Up in here. He's only just came, keep I up came on for Tyler, man. I just came on for Tyler, man. He's the real internet celebrity. That's true. That's true. Deluxe, man. Well, what's up, dude? Nothing. I thought I'd come in for a little bit. I, 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 we're not recording Sharecast, and my wife's not home, so I can get on without getting in trouble. Oh, sweet, <laughs> dude. So we got you for the rest of the show? Nah, not on our show. I don't know. We're, we're probably going to go out and eat stuff, but I'll be on for a little bit. Okay, sweet, sweet. I'm just listening. All right, well, do, uh, do you guys want to want to pitch in real quick? Uh, Dalton said Gary, of course, and uh, Brett said Peter, of course. So um, I'm kind of I'm kind of like same minded with Mike and, and Tyler here. Like Gary, just he's got a lot of like like screen acting uh, under under his chops, and who knows? Like there may be some crazy like Western films with like a young Peter Cullen with his uh with his leather pants on and his uh, and his vest. You know, yeah, but Peter also voiced two of the most uh, iconic you know Transformers. You know, uh, Optimus Prime and Eeyore. Ironhide. 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 Look, so, I, can, I can get behind some Ironhide. I'm just telling you right now. I, I mean, yeah, okay. The body work. I, I like both of them. I'm not. I don't want to argue because you know it's just an argument. Right. You are gonna remember. People are gonna remember Peter Cullen as Optimus Prime. Oh, one hundred percent. But but I like Gary. He, I've you know I've met him, and he's a really nice guy. I would love to get him on around thirty. Um, you know, but you know I just for Optimus Prime. And they're two different characters too. I mean, you know, you have to take that into oh, yeah. account too. So, you but know, I feel like but, they they both played them. Like if it was if it was oh, both played really. I mean, perfectly. Gary, yeah, yeah, like I, like I, it's to the T to the T onto right. the eyes and everything. So I mean, I, I always call it a stalemate to be honest and everything. But to me, you know, Optimus Prime, Peter Cullen will always be Optimus Prime to me. But Gary Chalk has done Primal and he did Optimus Prime and Armada and everything. And I, I have much mad respect for him too. He's a, you know, he's a talented voice actor and everything. And they're all talented voice actors, to be honest, you know, to, you know, to be on for 37 years, you know, and to, you know, have a longevity of everything. So both of them are really, you know, and I've met both of them and they're really nice and they, you know, love the fans and, you know, hands down, you know, two, two of the nicest, you know, people in, you know, Transformer history for voice acting. So, Absolutely. Yeah. Like you, you summed it, you summed it up for me um, as well. Just uh, will... like Colin as, as a prime, as you know, as Optimus prime was uh, as perfect of a fit as Gary chalk was for Optimus primal Colin, you know, Colin oh, yeah. did that, you know, that just naturally born leader, been leader forever kind of, kind of role. And Gary really brought this, uh, this kind of, this dude that's been in management essentially for maybe five years opposed to you know yeah. so, so like it, it, it fit it like they both fit their characters super well and, oh, yeah. and I feel like with, 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 with Gary we got to see that character grow but a lot of that like you can't hold against writing 
you know. Um, they wanted, the, you know, Hasbro and the writers wanted John Wayne as Optimus Prime, and that's what Peter delivered, essentially. <laughs> Well, I was just going to talk. I think you're right. I think it's a tie. I don't think one was better than the other. I think they're both really well respected in what they do. And I think oh, yeah. for us mm-hmm. to compare them, it's, it's hard. I, I it's, it's it, hard. It is, it is hard because, like, personally, I love both of them. Because I'm, I'm a fan. I, I am a fan of Transformers Prime. Feminine, yes, I'm, a, I'm a fan of the, the Transformers movie. Love them or hate them. The favorite movie. Some of my favorite Prime lines are, give me your face. And Sam, no. You know what I mean? Those are iconic lines that'll last through the ages. He said, "Sam, no." No, but like to be uh, to be completely serious, like fate rarely calls upon us at the moment of our choosing. You know what I mean? That is an iconic line. That is an iconic character line for sure. And I mean, I don't think you can compare. That's just prime to transform and roll out. Like Peter definitely had the more iconic lines but i think the argument could be made that up until transformers prime gary chalk had the better body of work the better dialogue and the better character development and he played that character very very well and developed along with that character to the point that you know there's still a generation dedicated to beast wars today that, that, that's also on the writing too, so that's not uh, Colin. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But it, but any anyone can take great writing and make it a flop. You know what I mean? If you don't, if you're not yeah. good in your craft, yeah. if you're not good, you know what I mean? You'll you'll turn it into garbage. I don't. I don't yeah. think whoever you pick, I don't think you know you lose. I mean, it's a win-win I, situation. Yeah, yeah it really is. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, real Thanks. quick, uh, yeah. Mike in the chat said that uh. Gary Chalk to reprise his role as Primal for the redub of the Beast Wars second movie. So I guess uh, someone's dubbing the Beast Wars second movie, which is interesting. I've, I've always wanted, you know, uh, someone to kind of to kind of come out and do that. Uh, if we can, if we can get some more information on that, uh, then then you know, like we'll, we'll share it to the Facebook page and, and stuff like that. So uh, hopefully we can we can like see some more of that. But that's that's interesting. If so. I would. Uh, I think you know. I think that would be awesome to have him uh, in kind of like the only piece of media to... where Primal is in. Um, I think it'd be weird to dub the Beast Wars second movie, considering they have a whole season before that, don't they? Uh, you know, I like for me. I mean, it's kind of like kind of like G One, like the the G One movie. Um, you know, like like that's probably the. I w- man, I wouldn't compare it that way, but like you know, so you get the G One movie and on its own feet. But, yeah, well, I mean, like, that's the thing. Like, even the Beast Wars second movie, you're going to be like, uh, what's everyone's backstory? You know, so, uh, but, like, I think the reason I want to see that is just because it was done so well, and I do like the story, and I like, you know, the, the final showdown and uh, and stuff like that. Um, that's, um, like I said, like, I would like to see that, I think, before someone dubs the entire Beast Wars second series. And, again, it's mostly because Primal does show up. Uh in in the in the movie and i think that's God. a question worth asking too though do you think with the release of this masterpiece do you think we'll get an english dub of lyle convoy to stretch it over to or not lyle convoy because we're second to bring that character over to the north american audience oh absolutely not if they didn't change out megatron's voice clips they're not going to dub an entire cartoon <laughs> i guess that makes sense yeah so um uh joe what you what you got on this on this versus pack right here I don't know. Um, 
a lot of what I was thinking has already been said. I mean, it's it's really hard to compare the two, uh, especially they're both entirely different characters. Um, and and they both do such a great job with what they're with what they're doing. I'm they're they're both iconic in their own rights. And I would say yes, the G1 writing was less good um than Beast Wars, but Peter Cullen really steps into it in Transformers Prime, really diving into the depth of Optimus Prime and who he is and where he comes from in Transformers Prime. And it's he, he does an amazing job. And um I I uh, I mean for me, Primal will always hold a close spot in my heart. So if I had to choose it would be Gary Chalk, but I mean, just objectively comparing the two, I, I, I'd say they're tied for me. I mean, it's just, they, they both do such great work and they're both so, I would say Peter's more iconic than Gary, but Gary has more of that variety behind him in his work. I think they both check very different boxes. Yeah, they're exactly. both very important. Mm -hmm. Yep, exactly. And then they, they kind of balance it out. So that's why it's so hard to cruise one. So. The Tyler fart? This Dude, sounds like a fart. I'm pretty sure he uh, he got to he got to, to, to grind it on that their workbench that he's on. So, um, if anyone else has anything they want to add to it, uh, just. Yeah. Um, just hit him, hit up the notes, man. Hit up the notes. Man. Yeah, uh, real quick, we got some because uh, I, I did want to touch on the the comment section. Um, Josh Lang said, uh, "Oof, that's a tough one. It's like asking who your favorite parent is," uh, <laughs> which I thought was funny. My two dads. Uh, he goes. He he goes on to say, "I think chalk because his voice work as Primal is just incredible, but Colin's more recent Prime work has been phenomenal as well." Don't make me choose. Uh, Brad Russell, one hundred thousand percent. Peter Cullen. Hold on a uh, second. Hold on. Wasn't there an argument with that before? For no, there wasn't. Um, oh. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, Jimmy Baker says they both win their respective roles. Gary was the optimist I grew up with, though, as I grew up with Beast Wars. So um, Yoshida Hero said, "Well, we all win," <laughs> and like that's true. Like at, at the it's end of the day, a, like general consensus outside your your uh, your basic normies who who can't hold an intelligent conversation, who just say hey, G1, I want Peter Cullen's penis. You know what I mean? Like if you can't hold an intelligent conversation, then it's gonna be uh, just G1 and nostalgia. And nostalgia is a big thing that plays into this kind of versus match, is it not? Like Claude Washington says, shock. Chalk is great, but Cullen has more range, or at least he did prior to 2007. Like, I don't know any, I don't know Cullen anything but, you know, Prime, Ironhide, and Eeyore. And, and he did Kit, or was it Car? It was one of those two from, from Knight Rider. A lot of stuff. Like, well, I know he's done like a lot of like promotional stuff for like Toonami and, and things like that. Um, it was, uh, but it's always good. sounded like you, you can, t you can, you can pick him out of a lineup, you know, just based on his voice. And I don't know about range, but. Yeah, you know, like the man. The, they they've both done so much. Um, finally, uh, the best the best comment in this thread 
was uh, from Greg for Mercy. He said, you realize they are both Canadian and a pillow fight ain't never solved nothing, right? <laughs> <laughs> what, what? They're my maple syrup boys. So I thought that was that was pretty funny. But um, man, shout out ahead, to Mike. Shattered Cast. All them boys invading our content. Dude, Love yeah. We, I mean, we have we have oh, the uh, man of Shattered Cast with us tonight. Man, I quit this week already. <laughs> <laughs> Again? Fuck them. I, I quit every week now. Yeah, that's, um, that's fair. Just to throw out a couple of things, I looked it up real quick. Um, he played Commander James Hawkins in the Vehicle Voltron series. He was mm-hmm. Eeyore and Winnie the Pooh. Uh, he was Kit and Knight Rider. Um, he was, uh, let's see, the gunner in Dino Rider. I'm not sure what that is. Um, he also actually played in the uh, the Greatest Adventure Stories from the Bible series. Did not know that. I got that on Blu-ray. That's awfully cool. Um, he was also Clar and Zanzor in... Megamus XLR and Mantis in the Pirates of the Dark Water. A lot of stuff I'm not really. Uh... Oh, he was actually. Here we go. He voiced Nintendo's mascot Mario in the Donkey Kong segment on Saturday Supercade. Hmm. Claude had mercy. Now there's a lot of these here. I mean, as old as I am, I really don't know what they were. I mean, guys, can we all say it together? Iconic. <laughs> It's true. Iconic. I wasn't gonna say it all together, but uh. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, big shout out to uh, big shout out to Dalton, man. I just took his uh, place and everything, so. <laughs> We're happy to have you there. Dalton. You're fired. <laughs> all right, let's uh let's get let's into go. this news. Let's we got it. a we got a we got a bunch. Come on. So uh, the Mega Toy Fan exclusive was in fact a sellout. So thank you to everyone who. Oh man, I missed out on that. Yeah, dude, you didn't get your hammer. I got it out, but it didn't matter. Yeah, that's pretty cool. You're going to do version two? I bought 10 of them. So, anyways, so yeah, they were all gone, which is great. We appreciate it. Thank you all for the support. I know there were a lot of people that wanted one uh, that weren't able to make it to the show. Uh, Unfortunately, like. I mean, fifteen is fifteen. So uh, hopefully, just, just hold on. Don't worry. There will be a reissue down the line for twice the price. Yeah, that's, a, that's, that's, that's the thing. Like that's the that's just the thing. Like if someone, if someone offered me triple what I was what I was making them for, um, I, I wouldn't make them. Uh, I just I believe in the sanctity of the exclusive. So, sorry. That's just the that's just how I am. Uh, that so said, though, you'd be all knock it off though. Do what? Maybe I'll make a knockoff version. I, I mean, there's, it's not like whoever got one. There's nothing stopping them from uh, making a bootleg. Uh, so Nick fans toys one. Yeah, make make a make a a Mech Joe's toys uh, bootleg. <laughs> Somewhere Robert D's just like shuddering. Uh, but. So we, you know, we wanted to say that to say this on our Facebook page. We created a poll. It ends in four days, four or five days, something like that. Uh, that the hammer did sell out, but uh, we definitely look forward to doing something new uh, next year. Uh, and we want to know: Would you like an accessory for a vintage Beast Wars toy, 
or an accessory for a modern Beast Wars toy. And like, hmm. modern's in the lead right now. I'll just be honest. So once once we kind of get through, you know that, you know we'll ask. Well, do you want it for Chug scale? Do you want it for Masterpiece scale? So on and so forth. Yeah. So we have, we have a few more polls uh, going, but I, I, me personally, I was hoping that more people would want vintage accessories, uh, just because I have a lot more cooler things in mind for those that I think I do modern. But you know, it is what it is. If you're listening to Stasis Lock right now, they are going to do something next year. So what I would encourage every one of you guys to do. If you want a modern accessory for a modern figure, write in to either Primal Sabbath or the Stasis Lock page and tell them you want an upgrade kit for Optimal Optimus from Power of the Primes <laughs> to turn not... that little baby Primal into an actual monkey. It probably won't be that extensive. Um, but it I will mean, if it's... people demand it. Anything's anything's on the table, <clears throat> but the thing is, they gotta they got they gotta go to the event where we're gonna be offering it. So, how about a Hammer X for the vintage Dinobot? That would be pretty cool to go along. Well, with. they gotta they gotta. Well, I, that's the thing. If it, if they voted vintage accessory, I would not just do uh, <laughs> a smaller hammer. Like that's that's cheating. That's so much cheating. Hey, where's the Robocon gonna be at? Do you know? Do you have a little idea of anything? Uh, I've got a few ideas, but nothing set in stone. Tennessee? We just kind of talk. Tennessee, maybe like Nashville or Memphis. Dude, that's Sa that's. I like... heard Saskatoon. Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. Uh, <laughs> I, I would love it to be in Nashville or Memphis. That would be pretty cool. That I mean, dude, that would be cool. Like I'm, I'm all for a shorter drive. But uh, that's that's close one of the things. Cincy, too. They're both close to you know a couple hours from Cincy. Chicago yeah. would be great. Like like I said, I'm 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 up for. I mean, I'm going next year regardless, but I'm always up for a shorter drive. So, uh, anyways, go to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash beastwars, or just search us in at Stasis Lock. Uh, that's where you can vote. So, uh, we, uh, you know, I know I definitely look forward to brainstorming with the rest of the guys and, and what we should be doing, but we kind of got to get a feel for the basics first. So, mm. uh, moving right along. Jang Zing uh, Transmetal 2 Megatron. Uh, we now have a full reveal, even though, you know, right now you're just looking at the old tail. Man, uh, shit right there, man. Dude, the paint work on this thing is amazing. Yeah, and old Tyler G told me it's scratch proof too, man. So that is fucking awesome. Yeah, dude, look at this purple. Like, I was so afraid they weren't going to be able to match this. Uh, this purple, but like, and, and the paint highlights all the sculpted details so well. Mm -hmm. Hey, um, don't tell Tyler that I'm going to keep his. So <laughs> I'm going to review it, but he thinks he's going to get it. But <laughs> jokes on him, right? Uh huh. It looks beautiful, man. And and like this, like we like you know we kind of thought it was a silver. I think last week. I'm still kind of leaning more towards like this is definitely like maybe a gun metal, maybe black. Uh, yeah, just like a very shiny, which I think fits oddly enough. Like, like it just looks like shiny black claws, which I think is what they're kind of meant to be. Mm -hmm. So it works. Also, I like that uh, we see the the rotating. Uh, I guess these would be VTOLs. I don't know. Oh yeah. Okay. We also Probably. see some some uh some potential brinkalizing the transformation uh here. I guess this is 
I don't know if this would maybe be like the piece that goes over the head. Cause I mean, it looks like it kind of, it's kind of that, that back head piece or the, the headdress, I guess that covers up the chest, which is interesting. I think. Hmm. And of course you have the, uh, it looks orange, but I'm sure it'll be, Oh, it may, it may very well be orange cause fire is orange, not red, uh, typically. And then the, uh, what would be the light for the blue, the ice accessory. So we do have some electronics. Yeah. And uh, now all at once. So here we oh, have him in his. Yeah, dude. I love the blended red and uh, orange or gold too. Also. Oh yeah, the the gradient there on the wings. Mm -hmm. That's a uh, that's, that's a slick. pretty piece, man. And big man, he's gonna be he's gonna be huge. Yeah. He's supposed to be, I believe, taller than the perfect effect. Whatever. 40 to 40 i think it was 40 centimeters or like it was between 35 and 40 centimeters maybe so yeah. i have no Whatever. clue where I'm, I'm gonna put tyler's at man i do not know where i'm gonna put it man <laughs> jesus put him in the bedroom right above the uh right above the bed right yeah, the bed. Yeah. i have the a place for it i gotta go y'all oh you gotta you gotta dip my wife's home so i will talk to y'all later thank y'all for having me on Look how he's running off so fast. Tell Belisa yeah, uh, I, I said, hey. I will, um, man. Take care. Oh, she's gone. You see how he jumped off since oh, you started talking? I wish, like, man, I wish that uh, that the viewers could see everyone's little chat bubbles down at the bottom because, dude, as soon, as soon as she started talking, he was gone. Uh, <laughs> here we have him in robot mode. Uh... This all, oh, dude. I'm I'm so ready for this. So, updated release date should be the final release date is going to be September. So expect between then and October uh, for for this guy to ship to you, and then however long it takes uh, for things like that to arrive. But uh, this is looking sharp. So also, I did the math a few, like probably over a year ago now, but. Someone had posted in centimeters, according to Masterpiece Primal, what the heights in the scale, according to a scale chart, should be. So to be correct scale, he should be 30 centimeters or 11 and a quarter inches tall. So. Damn. So like almost of like, and like that's the thing. We don't know if that's from the top of his head to the tip. Of, I'm sure that's to the yep. top of his head. Because yep. the wingtips is going to be over. He's going to be over a foot tall. That's that's crazy. And the crazy thing is, Tigerhawk's a little bit taller than him. He's 11 and a half inches. And Rampage should be the same height. And then Optimal Optimus is almost 14 inches tall. So. Damn it. So, That's I mean, be nuts. These, these last few big boys will surely be the big boys. I'm so. glad, like, and I know I know the Transmetal 2 Dinobot, like, he's he's also a pretty tall boy. Uh, he's not, you know, as tall as you know the the ones that you had mentioned, but um, he's ten and a half inches, dude. So. If they can, yeah, man. If if they can just pump out, go start from the biggest and then work their way down to the smallest, I'd rather just uh, blow all this money uh, now and get it out the way. Uh, so, yep, I can't wait for an optimal optimist that size. Speaking of getting it out the way, uh, Takar Tomy, King Poseidon. Uh, I figure, you know, this is Beasts, uh, and, you know, we, we got uh, these toys, the original toys, rather, redecoed into uh, God Neptune for Beast Wars 2nd. Um, 
and I know that was that was something that uh, Stuart was talking about earlier. God Neptune. Um, this could be one of those things where uh, people who are looking for the original may not have to. Um, if if they do indeed do the redeco. So, uh, anyways, this is this is their King Poseidon uh, that was on on show. They're just prototypes right now. I'm assuming it's going to be like a box set. I. I'm kind of torn, man. I don't know if I'm going to get it. Like, I wanted to get the uh, the Terracons, but I just never got around to picking those up. Um, yeah. I feel like it would be incomplete if I didn't get this, or if I got this and didn't have those. Because, I mean, I do I do kind of just want, like, all the beasts. Because, like, I have the Monster Bots, the Chug Scaled Monster Bots, and I think they're neat. But... And see, I had, I had the Abonymous... Yeah, and I had it for sale at Robocon. I was packing up stuff, and I'm thinking, well, didn't sell. I guess I'm going to keep it because I like the set. I'm like, well, I guess that means I need to get the Seacons. But literally, as I'm packing up, guy comes and buys it last minute. So I guess uh, that's All right, guys, I'm going to take off. All right, see you later, Tyler. See you, Tyler. So I'll be passing on this unless they do the Beast Wars 2 deco. Yeah, I like that's kind of where I'm at. Like, I don't, I don't think the Terracons are too expensive to complete since they are fairly recent-ish. Uh, but I just, yeah, I'm just not, I'm just not feeling it. Because then, like, I'd want a Predator King, and I'd probably go with the Power of the Primes Predator King, and like that thing needs some work to, yeah. to say the least. Even with but, the upgrades on it, it's. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's one you definitely leave combined because individually they look terrible. Yep. But um, yeah. So so this is interesting. Like, I definitely, I think I'm definitely in on a God Neptune if they uh, do that as a redeco. Um, I don't see why I wouldn't be. I mean, I've got the original. The original is going to stay in the display, but the God Neptune. You know, if they, if they do the the update, I'll f- find a spot to put it and be happy with it. But Mike, what about you, man? Are you getting King Poseidon? You happy for it? I mean, I'm happy for the people who are happy with it, but <laughs> I just didn't care for the Seacon set as much, I guess. I had the one from um, uh, BBTS a few years back, mm-hmm. and um, <clears throat> it just wasn't, you know, just. Wasn't a fan of it. You know, I wonder, like, that, like that's. I wonder if that's because, like, the BBTS version was like super loose. Like, maybe. Do you think that maybe had some? Like, I know it had some some QC problems. Actually, I I remember taking it out of the package, but I don't remember it being a, a loose issue. I can't recall if there was an issue of mine being loose or not. Um, like, again, it was just my preference. I guess is what I just didn't. Wasn't something I was very interested in, I guess, at the time. I got you. Um, they could also do up the Collectors Club Seacon colors, which I think was the canceled uh, universe Seacons that were supposed to come out. And I believe Fun Pub just uh, kind of picked it up and, and ran with it and did that as one of their exclusives in 2007, 2008, one of those years. So I'd, yeah, I would probably get that too. I'd get that one too. Yeah, just because like, I, I like those those uh, those very dark colors on on the, the purple, the gray, the yellows. I like um, the blue that they used. It was it's sharp. 
Yeah. But like, you know, I like King Poseidon's colors too. I just, I know for sure, like all three of them, I would be, I would not be, be in, but like God Neptune, definitely the club version more than likely. And I, th- I think I would just put my club versions in the box to display behind it just cause they have that window style packaging. Mm-hmm. So yeah, wouldn't be a bad idea Takara. You should get on that. So, uh, real quick. <clears throat> we got some uh, some new hand foot gun accessory, or I guess they they're not all the same. Uh, you get uh, individual hands and individual feet, so you can see it's got the clawed toe the clawed toes here, and it looks like a little gun on the side of this foot, and the fingers are uh, individually articulated. It looks like at each knuckle, so that's pretty cool. I worry um, about the. Uh ankle placement i worry that it'll suffer from kind of back heaviness unless there's oh yeah there's no healing this guy's gonna have a backpack because he has the cannons on his shoulders and the shell yeah i worry it might be back heavy yeah maybe i mean i don't know that's like the uh like like the volcanicus because that's the most recent one i had and you did have the uh, extra where you could plug in the extra parts. So right, but like, but at the same time, if you use those, what were the extra hands? Yep. If you, extra. if you if you pl- pl- plug those in, torso way too scrawny, and the arms wouldn't stay, or like that whole like shoulder chest assembly wouldn't stay uh, completely um, together, and like they just they looked much better uh, plugged in on the upper torso. But like you kind of needed them for the heels too, so yeah. that that may be another one of uh, another case of, of that for the for these at least. And I'm I'm let's see, is that say does that say sixty five hundred yen? I think that they might be selling them individually. That might be for the snap trap. Well, if they're sold individually, then it's more than likely that they'll all come with hands. Yeah. So, yep. and it's it's hard to tell because they just got it. Okay, it looks like they do have, well, I don't know if they have individual, or maybe they're selling half shell by himself, and the rest are going to be. Well, they have two, they have two, uh, I don't know, note cards. So I would think each one is going to be its own release. Entirely possible, and and that does make a lot of sense. So I wonder how they're going to pump those out. If it's going to be like the Takara Generation Select series or what they're going to do, and I'm sure you'll be able to pre-order them at Pulse. So that's all well and good. But um, interesting. Dalton said, "Uh, you know, if if they did make this into a God Neptune, they could uh do it with Masterpiece Lyo Convoy, which takes us into our next piece of news. I'm super excited about. Uh. And that is Masterpiece 48 was announced, and it is indeed another beast. And uh, to, I think, much surprise, uh, you know, we, we heard the, the rumor was going to be a large white cat. And everyone, a lot of people suspected Tigatron. I know we had kind of played back and forth with it was going to be Tigatron or Lyo Convoy. Um, so it's indeed Lyo Convoy. And I thought mm. that was a clever. Uh, play for the rumors i think so 
and we see he scales perfectly with uh, your MP38. Like this is uh, like this is why I'm glad I hopped on MP38 when it came out. Um, like like I, f- I felt like you know like there had to be a reason other than just oh toy colors for them to release this, and this makes me super happy that I played the long game. Um, and, and I think it's I think it's all going to work out uh, pretty well. Like I wonder if this is doing anything to the MP38s that have just kind of been sitting on the market. You know what I mean? Because I know for the longest time, you can get them pretty cheap. Hi, guys. Still here. Um, I'm just thinking, they've re-released um, the other convoy as well, big convoy. So do you think it's going to be a three a three for them? You know, all three bosses, that's them done? Oh, you're, oh, you're talking like, so... Yeah, like, they like the encore, it. the encore big convoy to kind of uh, go with these two because, like the 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 original big convoy is about that size. I've got my you know anime primal, my supreme commander primal on the same shelf with big convoy, and they they kind of line up. So I mean, maybe that's definitely a good point. Maybe. Um, I tell you what, I'm really impressed with his mane going inside out. That is what blown my mind more than anything. I find it, Ryan, you can kind of see up here, there's the the cartoon lion head. So uh, he has the robot lion head on the outside. We may have some angles of that uh, here, but I'm not not too sure. But uh, looks like an intricate transformation as well. Definitely not as simple as the original or even as, as primal either. Um. And it's crazy because it's a pretty simple design, so it's kind of cool how they managed to make it more intricate. I mean, the the original did the transformation pretty well, and, I mean, it's pretty show accurate, so it's kind of cool how they managed to make it more intricate and even more show accurate. By oh, dude, the- yeah. I love, like, again, you said show accuracy, the way he turned into robot mode in the anime with uh, – you know, instead of all the sculpted hair, you know, everything became uh, very much robotic. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. And just the, the heroic proportions he has here, again, very similar to the uh, to the anime. Yeah, the original toy, um, the main covers most of the character's face. So it's um, it's a nice change. So you can actually see him far better. Right. I mean, like, the, the Robot Masters kind of rectified that, but of course he was super tiny. But, uh... Kind of, as, yeah, as you were talking about the, the comparisons, here we are. Of course, like, this is kind of like a side profile shot, but if you were to look at him head-on, uh, like, this would be covering, like, half of his face. So... Yeah, that... And uh, again, dude, like I know some people have not been too pleased about this, but I mean, it's it's show accurate. And like ultimately, I'm after that show look and less after the uh, like the original toy look, the toy, you know, uh, like I can't knock on it. Um, it's a fun toy. Uh, you know, I loved it when I got it, but I'm I'm happy that they. Uh, have decided to to give him the masterpiece treatment instead of just you know, reissuing like a tune accurate version of the original mold. And um, Cryotex Customs and Kabar both brought up some really some really awesome stuff. Like they would love to see like Burning Convoy and Flash Lyo Convoy. Uh, and Kabar had said uh, 
he'd like to see the legendary green warrior deco and like i want to see all of that um i would buy flash and burning and the the green warrior for sure all day hands down um yep i'd buy the uh Galvalio or whatever it's called. I would probably do that too. Like at that point, there would be no more lucky draws for me to want to track down. Yeah. Mike, what about you, man? Um, have you did you show the picture of the head, the lion head? I just that's kind of a have one of it. Did you know? That that's kind of a um. You know, I know it's it's show accurate, but when you see it actually in toy form, you know, you're kind of like, wow, really? You know? Oh, like um, the, the, the faceless kind of robe, just straight, you know, robot block shape uh, lion head. Well, not just that. It looks like he's trying to have some kind of shit-eating grin on his face. Oh, and- you're talking about the uh, the actual uh, yes, beast mode yes, lion yes, head. Yes, okay, I, yes, thought, yes. I thought you were talking about the robotic one. Okay, on no, his no, arm, no, no, on no. <clears throat> the actual line head for this right here is something I just, I, I'm just not a fan of whatsoever. Um, it's going to be kind of a hard sell for me. Uh, granted, more or less, I will wait unless there's a good deal through my wholesaler on it. Then I might wait till some people have it in hands and see for myself. But I mean, it's, it's going to be kind of like a, like a, uh, no last minute decision, but I mean, it's going to be up oh, there. Yeah. The, you know I mean? It's just the face. I don't know, man. It's just, it's weird looking to me. I don't like, have you, have you watched Beast Wars second? Any? I watched a little bit, of it, but I just, yeah. it's just can't get through all of it without maybe. English. In it right. Me. I got you. I was going to say, maybe it's because like I've, I've seen the whole series and like, you know, I haven't messed with my Lyo Convoy in probably a couple of years. Um, I just kind of left all three. I've got all three of them. I've left them all on the shelves uh, in robot mode. So I get to, you know, kind of walk by and I see those. Uh, but like this is, this is like the, the freshest in my mind. Um, you know, him looking like this. So I saw this and I was like, this is incredible. I do want to point out though, like it looks like they maybe have these extended for this promotional pick, which is great. But it looks like you can also kind of bend them back at this joint here and then forward to kind of get this same profile that the toy had. And of course, it looks like maybe these are bent forward when they should be bent back. Um, I guess more similar to Masterpiece Cheetor's legs, or even well, even similar to these right here, so you can get that kind of pouncing. Because it looks like they're they're kind of like in between a pouncing pose and a standing straight up pose here, and like I don't I don't know really what they were shooting for, but um like this this I'm I'm super excited about I love like I said I love that they did do the sculpted animal hair, and then it all just kind of uh, implodes on itself to to be the robot parts. I kind of wish, I mean, granted the the cell animation didn't really have like ex, you know extenuous amounts of hair. And, and fur detail on it. Um, but I, I don't know. I mean, it, it fits with the rest of the, the aesthetic and the line. So if I was to go and get it, I mean, I'm probably with, you know, one of the only ones that are going to keep it in robot mode. Well, like, that's the thing, man. Like, you know, um, I, I'm buying all the, all the, the Western beast war stuff. 
uh, in threes. But this, you know, the the Japanese stuff. Like I only bought one MP38 and one MP Shadow Panther. Uh, I'll probably just stick with one Lyo Convoy. Um, just just because, like, yeah, I don't, I don't really, re- you know, I, I don't have the same attachment to both of their alt modes like I do the Beast Wars stuff, uh, or at least the Beast Wars Season One stuff. Uh, because for the most part, you would see them in robot mode in Beast Wars Second, and and like Beast Wars Neo is a different different one. Like that's one that's kind of sort of, you know, you really got them uh, in both modes a lot. But I, I don't know. Like right now, I'm not gonna guarantee uh, flat out say that I'm going to only stick with one. I'm also not gonna just say you know, well maybe I will get two. Um, I don't know. But I'm definitely getting one. I think the price is going to have a huge um, thing on it because with the price of MP Hounds just gone, I'm dreading what they're going to ask for this one. All right, so let's go ahead and uh, get that elephant out the room. Uh, Twenty-four thousand <laughs> uh, yen, which is like what two or is it two twenty? Two twenty, two thirty-ish. Yeah, somewhere, somewhere around there, and that's that's USD. Um, Stuart, if you wanted to convert that twenty-four thousand yen to uh, to pound, <clears throat> but you know, doing doing the smart thing, pre-ordering through Amazon Japan, you're gonna get at least thirty to thirty-three percent off of that MSRP, and you know, you're so you're, you're probably gonna you know go you know get it shipped to your door. For you know, 150 to 160, you know, US dollars. So, yeah. um, I'm cool with it. I really have nothing left to backtrack other than Botcon toys at this point, uh, and those are expensive. So I can, I can, I can always uh, dig and dive in deep to some Beast Wars toys. So I don't know, man. This is this is one like like the more I see it, the more I want to. And you know, then I got to get another MP38. <laughs> so uh, you know, and then it's like, well, I do the same for the Flash and the Burning and the Green Warrior. Uh, nah, I, you know, like that's that's. I look at it long term, and I'm like, maybe I should stick with one. <laughs> I do love this man. I love this accuracy. This is uh, this is amazing. Yeah, the, the more I look at it, the more I like it. Definitely. So. I'm struggling with the one or two thing also. Moving on to Robocon 2019, we got a this is the bulk of our slide. So uh real quick, there was a uh a custom that was sold there uh that was limited to eight pieces to sell. It's wasn't it wasn't necessarily an exclusive, like it, you know. Um you know, Pete did mention like, dude, it's it's not an exclusive, it's a uh it was a custom that was just sold at the show, uh, but it was the under three, and this was done by uh, was it done by Sean or was it done by Jesse? Mike, it was Sean. Okay, it was Sean. Sean okay, uh, and do this thing felt like a production piece? Like just to speak to the quality of this custom, um, I was, uh, dude, I was, I was blown away. Um, I like, I like, whenever I got mine, I was like, all right, let me be super careful with it, and you know, blah blah blah, but like. I tra- like I felt it and I transformed it and I was like I was like wow. So it was really cool that they did make this custom available. Um 
Mike, I mean, I guess we may be cleared to say, like, I guess the rumors behind why there were just eight of these at a show and why, uh, well, why that there there were actually some stickers on it. So originally there were this was going to be another custom class option, I believe. Don't quote me. You know, oh, you can quote me on it because they came straight from the horse's mouth. Okay, well, Mike's, Mike's gonna, that it was going to be a custom class thing, right? Um, but anyway, so like you know, there there were like you know special stickers made for it, but they couldn't find they couldn't find where they put all of the uh, smaller uh, primals, uh, right? So yeah, it was just, the uh, the prime from the uh, our, double pretender yeah shell. yeah the, the primes because you know like they use those uh, those pretender shells for the classes uh, for the class last year. And they, you know, of course they got a bunch of these little trucks left over. So like that was supposed to be, I remember it was so funny. I was talking to Jesse and he was like, what about, uh, you know, he was like, what, how, you know, what about under three from that, from that truck? And I was like, dude, that would be, that'd be pretty, pretty sweet, but it'd be a pain in the ass painting all that yellow. And, uh, like come to find out, I think Sean was just like, yeah, painting all that yellow sucked. <laughs> yeah. So, he, he actually said in the custom class, we were talking about it. How he said yellow is like the worst one to do a custom with, and then here these are all yeah. yellow. So yeah, I thought it was funny, especially over a dark plastic. But um, you know, man, th- this thing was too cool. Uh, it's you know, again, it's it's a custom. It's it wasn't nece- it wasn't really meant to be an ex- an exclusive. That's something that I got wrong on my Facebook page. Um, you know, he, he like he wanted to express to me like. You know, we're not we're not doing lucky draw style exclusives or anything like that. So just a really sweet custom. This is one of the things, man, like I would love to see them, you know, like even if they, you know, were able to offer up more of them to sell. Uh, I think that would be cool. I mean, I'm sure Sean's a busy dude and all that. Uh, yeah. so I think a lot of that would be up to him, but I'm very happy with how this turned out. Uh, I think it was awesome. So moving right along. Uh, our oh, group, look at that. our group did end up with six of the eight. Uh, this wasn't all just one person, you know. Uh, before anyone's just like, "Well, you bought all of them here." Um, I got mine. I got one for a friend. Mike, you got yours. Mm-hmm. Brett had his. Adrian had his. Uh, Dalton. Dalton. Uh, I don't think Jordan had one either. I think that that was all six, right? Yeah, yeah, I didn't get one. Okay, yeah, that's right. You didn't get one, and I don't, I don't think Jordan got one either. No, he didn't. So, uh, Jed Vargo, I think he he was talking about uh, and by the way, that's Jed. That's Blackout and Shout, Jed. Uh, he said two hundred four USD and four cents for the for the Lyocon boy. That's funny. So, real quick, here's where we're getting into the uh, meat and potatoes of this this of this whole slideshow, I guess. Uh, these are the prototypes, pre-production, and just other various rare and hard-to-find stuff uh, that was on display at this year's RoboCon. Uh, this is something that's been kind of like a staple of the show uh, the last three years. And um, so, what we're looking at exactly is like a like a design concept thing of sorts. Uh, well, two of them really. This is where they were wanting to kind of uh, collapse the beast kibble inside the robot torso, so it wouldn't be hanging off. 
And they would have had it in this kind of like rubberized plastic to cover the joints, um, which would have kind of like bunched up here at the shoulders. Uh, really interesting. I mean, obviously it wouldn't have been just this big blocky square chest thing. That's just kind of like one of those uh, let's see how it works sort of deals. And, that would have been um, really cool. That would have been really cool, I think. That would have worked see, really well for Beast Machines. I really but like... It would not have hold up, held up well to time. The, the, the rubbery stuff, no. But the, uh, the, the design idea of, of hiding all that extra stuff in there, yes. That yep. said, I like kibble hanging off of my beasts. You know, because like that's that's why I think I like car robots so much. Yeah. Uh, because you know the car robot stuff, they all had like the cubicle um, hanging off of everything. Is that in tune? Or are we looking at? Uh, no, it's uh they used the head from a test shot actually, and the test shot was actually a pink test shot, which made Brett uh so upset, so so upset. Uh, I don't know, you know, if they use the same test shot piece because, like, here's the arms, arms for a Beast Wars Jet Storm, and the torso and legs for a Cheetor. I don't know if those are test shots or those are production pieces or what they are. I have no idea. Some of this we've seen before. Um, the Razor Beast that's been on eBay for a couple of years now because they're uh, priced too high. I say that I bought one, but it still stands their price too high. But I did want to kind of, you know, show them off. Um, you know, these these at least are mine. And uh, this one, uh, I bought this on eBay probably a year ago, maybe. Um, I've seen the all ivory night glider with like the silver chrome. I've seen one that was like all orange, but like darker than this. So it, was, it wasn't quite this orange. It was darker than this, but it had some gray and again, some of that uh, silver chrome uh, test shots, but I'd never seen the green and blue. And I saw it. I knew I had to have it. It was missing a foot. It was missing the sword. Obviously the foot should have been green. The sword should have been blue, but uh, this, this is probably one of my favorite test shots. I just love the colors. Uh, there are some molding differences. The hands are uh, wider. Uh, the holes in the hands are wider. So you don't grip that sword too particularly well and again the rat trap same one that's been up on ebay forever overpriced blah 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 but uh this is the the japanese green sticker rat trap with the red eyes and the painted head so we got that uh kabar the story on the inferno jets the inferno cheetor jet storm thing was it was just a it, it was a design concept to hide the beast kibble inside of the robot body Long story short, there's there were also some uh, some collectors club toys on display, pre-production samples and production samples. I didn't grab those for this show because we're a Beast Wars show, obviously. But you can see all of it on uh, my page. You can go to the Pete's RoboCon Facebook page. Uh, several several outlets shared it on Facebook. Clear Rhinox test shot. There we go, the Tigatron. Mike, you've got this one too, don't you? Yes. Yeah, so original samples came with like this. It, it, like the paint and the plastic uh, both matched. So it wasn't a paint issue. I think it was just an overall, you know, uh, color that they chose. Um, 
from from the the Pantone guide, I guess. Uh, but I remember when I got this, I, I, I was super. It was super interesting to me. Uh, yeah, you know, the, that's the Tigatron we almost caught. Right, the, the blue. Well, that's why they got the pre-production to show what they were going to get. And they didn't like the blue, so they ended up making it brighter to what we actually got. Which is, I'm kind of glad we did get the brighter one because that one is kind of a dull blue. This dude, it's it's really like it. It does like you know you are right. It is. It does have like the slightest tint of a blue, but it is definitely more it's more gray than it is blue but like i know that there's like anyone who, who paints customs real quick like if you pick up some testers medium gray which is about what this looks like you will see that there's like a, a bluish color in that if, if you let it set for a while and you don't mix it up yep so it's uh yeah man like and in this blue the blue we ended up getting on the on the full production was a, pretty much a even match for the for the 2001 version which is what this uh you know is an homage to but uh but yeah talking about cutting it close also these uh the blue on the the chest here and on the like abs is is a little bit lighter than what we got on this they darkened that up too All right so. moving right along this was probably my my favorite of the the club con uh pre-production stuff so here's a production ape link, and those are just some some hands that I cut off of a fall of Cybertron sideswipe and cut the pegs to fit. But uh, this was the the pre-production, the, the sample that they got in. At which point they had to be panicking because he's got the silver paint, but he's missing this uh, burgundy paint, uh, you know, right there on the shoulder, and he's got no paint apps uh, on none of the green on the head. Um, also the face isn't completely painted. It's just like the one angle is where they sprayed. They didn't get all in there. And this right here was the, uh, essentially like the physical mock-up. This is what, uh, Jesse had painted up to sort of pitch to them, uh, the ape link. So that one, that one looks pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. He just took a Cybertron primal and he was like, Hey, let's, uh, you know, here's what we can do and we can make a blink and it works. And mm -hmm. I, I was very, very happy to, to receive this. So essentially I have all three stages of, of this ape link. He's probably my favorite botcon character and, uh, you know, any, anything pre production ape link, uh, I'm, I'm going to jump on it. Did, uh, can you go back? Sorry. Yeah. Did you modify the hands on yours? All that is is just like I said. I just took a uh, man. You got a bad case of squirrel. I Sorry. took the um, I took fall Cybertron sideswipe hands, and what I did was I, I just kind of like cut angles into the ball joint, mm -hmm. uh, just ever so slightly, to where it would plug into the to the holes on the underside of these uh these these fists. You know these okay. the, these regular hands. That way, it kind of acts as a peg, but it also sort of maneuvers like a ball joint still. So you get a little more like side to side if you yeah. need it out of that. But yeah, that's, that's what those are. They're just modified fall Cybertron side swipe hands. Wow. Uh, I, I took a jazz uh, FOC jazz. I did the same thing for my, my custom class primal prime because the blues are almost a perfect identical match. Wow. That makes, so. that makes a world of difference on that thing. I mean, that's my one gripe with that mold is it uh, gives them elbows. Yeah. Yeah. So I may, uh, that's something I may try to cast these hands um, and, you know, maybe do something like that. I don't know if I'd be able to do the blue, but I could at least get them out in black, 
you know, so mm-hmm. that way, because like I, I just love this mold, but like you, man, that was my only gripe with it were the hands. Yeah, yeah. So that that makes a huge difference on that figure too. Good yeah. job. Yeah. Thank you, man. Uh, tan pants depth charge. I think with this they were trying to go for toy accuracy over tune accuracy. I, I don't know. This one's a, a strange one uh, because. You know, and I guess it's because, like, you know, we don't know the mold layout for this depth charge or for this tear dive figure. But I would have assumed all the purple plastic was on one sprue because most of these deluxes only have like, you know, three, four sprues. Uh, and you see, you got blue, purple, uh, yellow, gray, and now tan. So it's really strange. But he's got all the same paint apps. Um, like the the gold here, the gold is it's hard to tell him it's painted on these legs. I don't think he had any of these. I think I probably got the only the only one of these that he had way before he started selling them. And it's it's one of my favorites. The depth charges. Those ugly tan pants. Oh, dude, I love it. I love it. Mm-mm. It it's like that mold was made for depth charge. Honestly, <clears throat> it really was. I want to get all of them, man. I want to get space case. I want to get Teradive. Uh, I think Jin, I'm going to bot- botch this last name. Jin Saotomi, Jin Saotomi, uh, the customizer. Um, that's not his real name. I think it's the name of like a, a character from a video game. He made a hooligan where he uh, did some heavy modifications and like the wing bits where it all still hung off of his back like the G2 Cyberjet. I was oh, like, oh cool. dude, I want that. It looks really good. <laughs> I remember back when that mold first came out, I think it was Unicron 9 did that custom before Buck or Fun Pub did it. And, um, it oh, yeah, so the Death Charge. Cool. Yep. So I yeah. was in college then and I got a hold of some Sharpies and I Sharpied up mine, made it look like that. It was pretty cool. I was super excited when they did a real one though for botcon yeah dude that's that's one of those things like like it all it, it just kind of came together because they you know it, it's like as soon as as soon as he posted that custom it was like a month or two later you know they, they showed off the reveal yep i think and it was just like like that was literally two minds thinking alike yep you know perfect i know they would also work with some well-known customizers in the fan uh in the fandom too so to come up uh, with different concepts and stuff. Yeah, like like Cheetahmus uh, helped them out uh, with like the uh, some of the Beast Wars Uprising stuff. Now, you know what came first, the chicken or the egg on that? I don't know, um, but I know he made some of those customs and made them available. And mm-hmm. that I regret not picking those up whenever they were up on eBay, just because mostly I'm lazy. But um, those were awesome. Well done. Uh, here. Air Razor and uh, Pterosaur test shots. These, uh, the, the Air Razor, I really like in person. I didn't really like pictures of it whenever I saw it up on eBay, but like seeing it in, in these colors, it, th- those are just great colors. I think crazy uh, test shot really, colors. Really sharp. And then the puke green Pterosaur. I <laughs> wish I would have known Brett was bringing that. I would have brought my, uh, my Japanese green sticker Pterosaur, but uh, that's another one I, I, I want. But, uh, I just don't $300 want it. <laughs> and uh, this was really cool. And we're going to see some more of these later. But the uh, these are the actual paint chips that were sent to Glenn 
uh, for this exclusive. So, you know, what would have been uh, paint and plastic was, uh, was all present here on these chips. And, of course, we can see the, the pink and yellow Waspinator. Brett loves these pink prototypes, man. I like the ivory and green one more, personally. And I like that one more. Mine. That one right there, that's the one you like more? Well, yeah. I like the, so. I like the pink one. So, Joe, this is light piping here in the bug eyes, right? Yep. That's wild. Now, I knew the wings were a lot more blue, and I know the bug legs were, like, molded in yellow, but painted mm -hmm. black. Yep. Um, now, what about the antenna? Were they also painted black? Or was uh, that just those, I, I think, are just black. They're just black. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, never mind. I see it here. I'm such a dummy. I could have been looking at the, the pink and yellow one. So, uh, dude, don't get me wrong. The pink and yellow one looks cool, but uh, like I said, uh, my favorite, personal favorite is the ivory and, and blue uh, waspinator, but I do like yours too, Joe. That's like, it's, it's like almost Toy Fair. You know, yep. if it was just painted up, yep. you know, dude. Yeah, that's that's why I like it so much. It has that silver to it that you saw on the card, and it has the wing color and everything. So right. it's really sharp. I think Pete has the Toy Fair one. Oh, wow. Because no, I, I know he's got the Toy Fair uh, Tarantulas. Oh, wow. Or whoever. It was, it was at his show. I'm assuming those are his. I don't. I don't know whose they are. Um, the first year you weren't there. It was no, the, yeah, it was it was the hand painted waspinator and the the orange tarantulas from the from the card art. Um, trying to, there were there were a lot of people at that show. So I mean, it could have been someone else's. But moving right along, uh, transmetal rhinox test shot. This is one like I mean I've I've seen it at Brett's obviously, but prior to that I'd never seen this one. Um, and I wish he would have put it in robot mode, but who knows? The thing probably can't even stand. <laughs> I like those colors on that. That blue looks really sharp. There's that pink rat trap too. Like I said, dude, Brett's uh, Brett's crazy about the pink. Mm -hmm. And uh, this was a late pickup for him. This uh, Beast Machines uh, buzzsaw. Uh, very, very different colors. Like they were all darkened and muted. And and the wings were a complete cre uh, clear instead of uh, you know a molded like like the yellow clear I think is what they are on the yeah. original. Yep. I don't think there's a spring on that either. Looking at it for the buzz saw. Uh, yeah. On a, on a stinger, yeah, I think there is a spring on it. There was a spring, but it was different. It wasn't as compact. It was more stretched, I guess. Oh, uh, okay. Ah, cool. And then we got a wind razor, and this isn't a wind razor test shot. It's just, uh, I believe this was probably the test shot they used for um, the universe, but it could have also been for the silver bolt, like the actual Beast Wars silver bolt, because like Brian has some Fusor test shots, and they're all solid white, and the ones that have clear bits have clear bits. So maybe, but we kind of had like a. Like a silver bolt thing going on here. You can see the the test shot and even the hard copy kind of barely there up front. And the only reason Windraiser was there was to show off. This was uh so whenever they were kind of pitching exclusives, you know, Glenn would sort of come out with the the color layout. And um 
they would, you know, they would have uh, the painter at Hasbro uh, paint up, you know, whatever. Sometimes it would be a full figure. Sometimes it would just be a part of the figure. And for Windraiser, uh, because I don't think they were doing any real deco changes, uh, they just painted the wing here, you know. So all the all the other deco parts, it would have just been, you know, within this kind of uh, array of plastics. You can even see the gradient that they sprayed on this chip here. Um, th this is this is a, this is another like just for it being a wing is definitely one of my favorite pieces. Just kind of having that little piece of uh, history right there. And now we're getting into some of some more of the good stuff. Um, this was the resin uh, prototype for uh, Silverbolt. Uh, that is clear resin. It's not you know molded plastic or anything like that. And you know we we had the Japanese one in the background because that's that's another one that isn't really seen too terribly much. There's another one there. And I think yeah, there's a Viacon uh, Spark Crystal in this one. They just picked whatever Spark Crystal they could and just stuck them in. Um, my hard copy one did not come with a Spark Crystal. I just yoinked that out of one that I had sort of laying around. Uh, the Cheetors we saw uh, last year, but this is just the, the Feral Cheetor in Beast Mode. This is one that I think would have been really cool uh, coming out at retail. And uh, we see a test shot of the Transmetal there. But uh, again, this was just another really awesome piece of the display. So you've got the production Cheetor back here. This is the Takara one. you got the resin hard copy, which you can kind of see. There's already some changes. Um, and sculpt from from what we got and it's mostly these hinge pieces right here are actually inverted on both the test shot and the production piece also you can see on the test shot here that these pieces these hinges they're not filled in up here where they're filled in uh on the production piece so a lot of a lot of changes going on here and and hopefully like more people kind of caught that but I really do like the way this this uh, this test shot looks. It's it's very pretty and uh, very out of my price range. <laughs> that head sculpt looks amazing on the gray prototype. Do what? I said the head sculpt on the gray prototype looks really cool. It it does. So I've had them both kind of side by side. I you know a lot of these these resins are going to. Uh, hold more detail than whenever they, you know, have the the mold, the actual molded stuff come out. They 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 they're just sharper. Um, but it does kind of sort of look like the you know the mouth is is ever so slightly different. You know, again, the details in the in the face are a lot sharper. But uh, a lot of that is because of whenever they make the molds, things get kind of. I don't want to say pain. But they, they do lose a lot of that fine detail. Yeah, it's like the yellow drone did out a lot of it. Yeah. So, moving right along, we had a, an impressive convoy display, beast convoy display. This dude, like, this is one, Brian had it, and I was like, yeah, dude, I want to buy it. I kept telling him, yeah, I'm going to buy it, yeah, I'm going to buy it. Something came up, something came up, something came up. He ended up selling it, and, you know, no hard feelings there, but... I get that he had to, but man, I really wanted this. This uh, 
I think this is like it's either a thousand or twelve fifty, something like that, something in that wow. range. Yeah, it is not not cheap. There's only four. There's only four on record. Um, now, does that mean there's only four in the world? No, but as far as that are found, there's only four. There's also a black and pink one, and uh, that one I've seen two, and I think the seller the seller wanted a thousand for that one too. And honestly, I like the black and pink one more. So we got a black and pink one. We got the all ivory one, and there was also a uh, an all clear one, which was strange. But I feel like that may have been for the the Japanese one because it utilizes a lot of clear plastic. Um, which that is the Japanese one back there. And this is just a final colors test shot of the original primal mold. And that is the Joe, that's the green sticker one, isn't it? The gray type convoy? Yeah. Yeah, that's okay. the gray one. Yeah. You were the one that provided those for us. So uh, much appreciated. Yeah. And uh the MP again. Again, had this one in, in robot mode last year. I just wanted to kind of show them off in, in beast mode. Mine, I wipe the paint on. Uh, I'm, I'm not even going to lie about it. I'm not going to try to, you know, wanting to thinking that you can't, you know, that, that there is one out there that, you know, no. If, if you want that, you're going to have to get one of the prototypes that pops up on eBay every now and again, and you're just going to have to take some 91% isopropyl and some elbow grease to it. Uh, but it had like, <clears throat> it had all like the robot details painted in but like all the fur was absent uh, across the entire figure, even on the inside. So that's kind of how you know it's legit. Also, it came with some 3D printed faces. But um, I wish he, he would have brought the... He's got one that's kind of like ivory with like a pink hue. Uh, Blast Punch Primal. I wish he would have brought that one too, because that one's, that one's my favorite. But uh, Superman Primal is also a very neat color scheme. So I, I really like those colors on that thing, the primal. Yeah. That's it's just so crazy. out there, but it works so well. I know, I man. Know. Like I said, dude, I want I want I want the solid uh the solid like white pinkish hue one that he has, but uh he, he ain't gonna unload them. I mean if I offered a dumb price, I'm sure he would, but well yeah. <clears throat> I don't want to offer dumb money for them. <laughs> uh, Tarantula's hard copy. Uh, I'm not going to focus on this too much. If you want to see more beast and robot mode pictures, uh, they're up on my Facebook page, primal Sabbath. Just go to the albums. You'll find it. Uh, I did want to show that this was uh, the kind of dark Amber transmetal variant that I never even knew existed. How many of those were there? Oh, the, probably probably about as many as the the pink primals, I guess. So a couple hundred, maybe, okay. maybe a couple thousand. You know, I, I don't know. But it's it's not as light. It's not as light orange as the uh, as the you know the I guess more commonly found tarantulas. And uh, this this made me sad. Was the uh, the end pieces night viper? Um, you fixed it. No, I didn't fix it. Uh, I just kind of like placed, laid it together, and put the production one beside it, uh, just for the display. Uh, the owner of it uh, could always send it to me to to repair. I've I'm now two for two in my uh, hard copy repairs, and they all look great. 
Not to toot my own horn. <laughs> uh, this, a lot of people probably saw the two rat traps and didn't think anything of it. But if they look closely, they could see this uh, this head, which is different from, from this one, but it's the one that they used in the instruction sheet, uh, which is pretty cool. And that's the only... Um, the only piece that was left <clears throat> from uh, from that hard copy, like there were no other pieces, just this, and then the other face, and then like something else. So I thought that was pretty cool. And so he just he just slapped it on a production body, uh, and it looks pretty neat. So squirrel with that one. Sorry, um, I noticed that the orange on the head is the same as the orange in the wheels. And normally those things are gang molded, but then they must have, I don't switch the molding or the so, okay. wheels is different than the orange on the head on the actual. They're, they're not related. They're not related. They're not related. No. So you see on the production, clear orange. This yep. is all the, the orange here is from the, the resin. Okay. I see. I appreciate the squirrel joining us today. Oh yeah. Um, this, this was my, my kind of like last minute pickup. This is the one that got away when we did the, the, the big, you know, kind of hard copy purchase thing. This is the one that I wanted and I wanted to come back to it. Uh, but I did not know that the source of these was going to go drop them, you know, whatever was left off with someone else. So whenever I saw this, I was like, man, I gotta get it. And this was broken too. We'll see some of that later. Again, the Dinobot from last year, just in beast mode. It's always kind of nerve-wracking transforming these. Uh, as a matter of fact, I think I actually transformed this uh, at the show while I was waiting for the uh, for the uh, you know the the case to get made or whatever. So, if anyone wanted to sweat bullets with me, you missed your opportunity. <laughs> I enjoyed watching you. You looked like you were having a panic attack. Yeah, fun. dude. It's it's something else, man, transforming these uh these hard copies. Oh yeah, I bet. This over here we'll take more of a look at later. Um this blue and it's it's cast in this blue. That's not a paint job. But you'll see some wheels under it. We'll uh like I said, we'll we'll expand more into that. We're about halfway through. The Dinobots, we saw those last year. I just really like them. Uh this is the Jawbreaker hard copy. I'm one of like five people that really likes jawbreaker um this was the check model this wasn't the actual uh uh like one that they they made the tooling with not like the you know that dinobot right there so he's uh he's got some pretty significantly loose pieces but uh this was essentially to make sure like everything would work correctly as far as transformation things like that go then there are a few molding uh discrepancies between this and the original it's hard to tell um, but they are there. I think most notably would be on the head here, perhaps, and even the inner workings of the head. So, so another squirrel on that on that jawbreaker mold. All right. So, is there any tooling differences for the? I don't know if you've transformed it for the beast mode because I noticed on that figure I can never get it to. Unless I'm just totally uh, dumb and I'm doing it wrong, but I can never get it to tab or connect you're for the beast mode. You're talking about like uh, like getting or oh, I was gonna say, are you talking about getting this chest piece like inside and and 
collapsed altogether or are you just yeah, talking I about can, like i can never get it to connect in a satisfying way where it's not loosey-goosey and floppy i can never get it to tab together right so this one this one does like it the, the will collapse it back into that chess piece um a yeah. lot smoother and and it just it, it it holds up a lot better like it's like there's it's the molding differences are very very minimal but it's it's more or less in spots where um, it kind of works for like, for like transformation. And like, I had to take the head apart, the, the beast mode head because mm-hmm. they actually had this jaw on this jaw piece. It was on upside down. Like it is in the promotional art on the, uh, on the backs of the cards. That's crazy. Right. So I don't know. Did they have Photoshop in 1998, 1999? Uh... I think very early version of it. It could. I mean, the reason I ask is because they could have very well, um, instead of using you know a, a hand painted sample or a early factory piece or something like that, they could have just taken a picture of this because it is all white and all, you know the other check models like the Transmetal Megatron and the Transmetal Rat Trap and the Transmetal Rhinox, they were all white as well. Um, maybe they they digitally applied some of those decos. For the for yeah, the core part, you have the uh, that toy world toy fair catalog that um yeah that's right it had the it had the black arachnia and the uh, maybe like I don't know maybe they colored it with a marker or something yeah that's I mean that's entirely possible too so um this like I said man this one it's not like on the outside it's not as different but it definitely like it definitely has its merits I guess. Um, this one. Well, even, sorry, I'm looking at it now. The 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 paws on the shoulders look reversed. They look mirrored. Uh, that could just be how it was put back together. That's how it was put together. Okay. Yeah, I mean, like, like so, you know, like on, on a lot of these production pieces, they're held together by like flathead pins and you know bubble gum. Well, no, no, I'm talking on the production ones. Like they have oh, like the. Okay. Yeah, like the riveting pins and stuff like that. Yeah. So, like these these hard copies, they don't use that same hardware. Like speaking of hardware, you'll see that he doesn't the the pre production doesn't have a bar running through his stomach. Oh, okay. Instead, it just has two like small little outside like pin pieces, uh, and it's just it's just minus the bar. It's Again, like I don't nub like they do with a lot of things nowadays do what it's kind of like one of those i don't know friction nubs where they do instead of a pin kind of i mean don't get me wrong it's a pin there are two definitely two metal pins just one on each side and they're sort of like uh like there's nothing there in the middle and again like i don't have a uh production or a a transmittal two uh card back handy but if that pin is missing, then it could very well be that they just uh, took, you know, took pictures I'll, and I'll go look real quick. Sorry, and colored them in like that. That's cool. Um, also, like I said, I think here, like I'm not seeing like Mike. I don't know if you can help me out with this. You see this blue piece here? Yeah, around the uh, head. I'm not seeing anything. So, well, there. I guess there it is. Maybe I was going to say I wasn't seeing anything similar. Yeah, the head's turned differently. If you look at the one on the right. It's yeah. turned more to the left, and the one on the—I'm sorry—the one on the right head is turned more to the left, 
than the one on the right is. Yeah. But it's there. I can see it. I didn't do it, and I didn't even like notice that until Joe said something about the, the beast mode uh, legs. But that's that's definitely just a an assembly thing, because uh, I know the Transvaal 2 Megatron, when I got it, there were some pieces that I had to... Uh, I had to to unassemble, but kind of going back to the to the hardware, they use mostly screws, like mostly screws and like those weird screws with like the washer kind of attached to the to the heads of them, sort of thing. Right. Um, and any pins that they use, they don't have like the little locking uh, rivets on the ends, so they're really easy to slide out. Mm. Joe, you, you're back with us. You looking at it? Yeah, I got it. Um. So the jaw isn't flipped, unless I'm not understanding what you're mentioning by the jaw being flipped. All right, but so I basically the jaw again. being flipped is – it is on that on that picture, I can promise you. Okay, can you see? I don't know how well you can see on this, but uh, – Bring it up a little bit. Okay, so if you look close enough, like the jaw is out, like, you know – be, and, and and again, the hard copy still retains that feature where it doesn't. There's not a nub in there to lock in, but the jaw is actually upside down. Like the 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 what you're seeing is the bottom is actually the top, the top teeth. Okay, because I see the teeth painted in the mouth and it looks normal. Right, and bring it bring it back for me one more time because I want to okay. see. Does it have the bar running through the torso? I didn't see the bar. I don't know how well you can see there. Yeah, kind of. It's a little shaky, but yeah, I don't. I don't see the bar either. So, I wonder if that was kind of uh, one of those additions. They were there, like, oh, this isn't going to hold up. It's going to fall apart all the time. So then they went and put the pin in. So, um, uh, Kyle Bruce commented. He said he had the silver bolt, but no wings. And he said one of my favorite molds. I'm going to hope he's talking about Jawbreaker. So, uh, yay, Jawbreaker, best friends. <laughs> uh, Jed Bargo, uh, he said yes to Photoshop and GIMP. I use GIMP, Jed. I love GIMP. Um, he, uh, he said Photoshop was invented in 1989, so they would have had, wow. uh, the access to it, which is pretty sweet. So anyways, man, it's just really cool. Like, uh, you know, the, these check models are just as interesting as the, the resins that were used to cut the mold. Like this one itself wasn't used to make the mold. Whereas the uh, let me get back here. Whereas the that that Dinobot, that's that's what this came from. This this is the master. This isn't the check. So moving right along, unreleased MP forty three Megatron coin. Um, the reason that's unreleased is because there's some maximal symbols on it. Uh, moving right along, uh, again the. Beast Machines Megatron with the alternate head. This head was actually featured in Toy Fair uh, catalog from 98, 99, whatever year it was. I like that head. Yeah, I think it's I think it's a really interesting head too. I dig it. So um, let's see. We got Sportimus in the chat, and he said he wants a, a Beast Wars Jawbreaker too. That's awesome. Sport asked if they'll ever release the coin. I doubt it. Um, that was one of those deals. I guess yeah, like they popped up on eBay for the briefest of moments, and uh, should have just kind of jumped on it, sort of thing. Maybe they'll release it, you know, with a fixed version. 
with the Predacon symbols on the coin and on the card. Or the little foldy thing, but I don't know. Also, this is the Transmetal 2 Megatron. Again, this thing was in pieces. We'll see that. I keep saying we'll say we'll see that later, but we really will. We'll see later um, just how broken apart it was. And this is fully transformable. You can see the split there. Um, that's just because, again, it's it's, it's a it's a resin, so they're not. You know, some some of their tolerances are great. Some of their tolerances are loose. That's just one of the loose tolerances. And. There's the the full shot of the front. So there was a lot of really, really cool stuff on display at the show. And you get up close and kind of, you know, see it for yourself. Like, it's just, uh, you know, uh, especially for Beast Wars and Beast Machines fans. Yeah, that's really cool, guys. I'm going to make a move now because it's about 2 in the morning here. So uh, thank you again for having me. Awesome, Stuart. I appreciate you for being on, dude. Thank you. Yeah, well, thank you. Stuart. Have a good night. Yeah, thank you guys. Bye. See you later, man. These, I just kind of brought these because these are probably some of the hardest comics to come by. Um, and, and really all of Transformers comics, especially uh, this one right here, the 97, the Critical Mass one. What one's that? Uh, that's the one that came with the Fractal and Pack Rat. Okay. And then we had the Regular, the BotCon Records 2, and the Director's Cut, which had the, the fixed artwork and a few extra pages and some more than meets the eye profiles. But, um, again, they're difficult to find. You can find scans of them. People have made them available uh, over at the AllSpark. There's a out-of-print, hard-to-find media thread that anyone who's looking for just crazy stuff, uh, hit that thread up. It's a, it's a wealth of, um, of resourceful knowledge. And uh, again, more of the Tigatrons. This variant I did not even know existed. This comic cover of Wreckers One. Um, it's a homage to Giant Size X Men number one, and I love comic homages, and I really like that Giant Size X Men cover. So that was kind of the whole reason of that, and one of those unfolded proof boxes, and uh, just a, a sealed one and two open ones, just to kind of complete the look. Uh, again, the Toy Fair catalog. I'm working on. Uh, I gotta, you know, my next off day. I'm probably gonna, you know, swing by Office Depot and, and get these scan. They have a scanner big enough uh, to scan them because there are scans out there of this, but the colors are like toned down to a very, very dark color. So, and this is the uh, so this is the pre Toy Fair. This is the actual Toy Fair, and there were still some differences, but like they ended up fixing the colors on Dinobot and uh, Tarantulas. And they photoshopped in uh, Buzzsaw and Black Arachnia. So, pretty interesting there. And uh, here's the good stuff. So, these are all very early stage uh, prototypes. This was this was when they kind of knew what they were wanting to do, you know, as far as like basic shapes and uh, like ideas are concerned. You know, because you can see the, the Silver Bolt change that uh, transforms very much like the silver bolt the magna boss all comes together again very similar you can even see the tripreticus here in the background the prowl ironhide so on and so forth um then you have these two which were precursors to these six technically i guess um these two were basically we'll get back around to them uh, but you can see the cicada con and the 
ram horn and the C clamp uh, there. And just a, a hard copy of the uh, the Ironhide. Unfortunately, that was the only hard copy that that he had of of the trio. It would have been cool to to have gotten all three, but you know. So, anyways, these guys, uh, Jesse dubbed these as uh, bipredicus because they do combine and they don't need a third member. Um, and I maybe have okay. There we go. So the combiner head is long gone, unfortunately, but kind of going back to some of these images it's hard to tell but like um like there's a dinobot head on this c-clamp photo and i've got some some more up close uh, pictures of those but but yeah these i want these so bad i want these more than anything else in this case <laughs> that i don't have right um these are just too cool uh so, do you know do those combine uh energon style where you can have either one as the top or the bottom or is it just reds it, it, on top greens on bottom it's just red on top green on bottom okay. um yeah so but like i said chances are his combined mode head because they have they have like some g1 heads is there uh uh or it could be g2 as well but they, they had just some some stock heads let's just say for their individual their individual modes but it's very possible they could have just reused another Dinobot head for this. You know what I mean? It's crazy. Yeah, that those are awesome. Yeah, so sweet. make those. All right, now we're getting into the to like some of the up close stuff. So here's the the rat trap faces. Um, I was talking about. You see how he's got kind of that like uh, that you know, bottom lip kind of dropped or whatever yeah. <clears throat> for the one on the left. More um, uh, personality to the face. Right. Yeah. So that's that. And like this, that's the face that was in the instructions. Mm -hmm. Very cool. They're like these, this, like I've been sitting on these pictures for like six months and it's been killing me, you know, like this is all just super awesome stuff. So the alligator I was talking about earlier. So you see like he is cast in this blue. They even painted the eyes, but he's like attached to this little go bot. And it looks like he uses the boat, you know, the two back legs. I had thought that maybe this was them trying to figure out how they were going to uh, figure in the transformation scheme of um, of the original. But then I remembered... Those are the original the, pieces. Well, the jaw moves. The jaw opens and closes. So it wouldn't have been... You know, like, I, if, if this would have been a static piece, if the jaw wouldn't open and close... Then I could see that Jesse made a really good point that it could have been a concept for transmetal. I was about to say that. I wonder if that's transmetal concept to give it kind of a okay beast with a vehicle mode or vehicle parts or robotic parts. There's a there's a picture of the robot mode, and I accidentally put the two beast mode pictures in. Um, but again, you can you can see all these. You can see that picture on on my Facebook page too. But uh, very interesting. But but yeah, like whenever he he brought that up, I was like, oh man, you're right. You know, because they they were wanting to do vehicle beast and robot, and this this would have made for a great conceptual piece. Like, hey, you know, we can do this. We can make this happen. So that's really cool. Very I like. Cool. All right, now we're kind of coming back around to the stuff I said. We'll see that later. Um, Kabar, I agree, man. That alligator is awesome too. 
this is the the inferno that we were kind of talking about. So you see, like like this, you know, obviously, like none of this is final. This wouldn't have been anything remotely final. Just just a concept piece, and it's kind of like an up close of how. Uh, everything would have fit in. They would have been on a little track. You know, the other piece had a track for this to kind of fit into. And there's some of that rubberized uh, plastic. So, so strange looking when you look at that. <laughs> right. go chest. It's crazy. Yeah. You know, like obviously, you know, they're, I, you know, I can't speak for the, for the engineer, but I think their, their idea was that they were going to, you know, clean it up a lot more and you would have had, more details instead of just a box, you know, wouldn't, it wouldn't have had, it wouldn't have been a hodgepodge of pieces, but like, this is the kind of stuff they would do. They would just, you know, if they had some extra stuff laying around, they would see what they could do with it, you know, going into uh, another gimmick or, you know, evolving the line, at least back then. I I can't help but wonder the stability of those in beast mode. Like with the, with the rubber arms, I mean, obviously they wouldn't support, um, the weight well and no so the rubber would have whatever in beast mode so would there be a skeleton underneath the rubber this is part? this is the skeleton this this stuff right here like the black stuff that's the rubberized plastic okay this this kind of like ivory stuff here that was actual plastic you know with ball joints that would have supported the the weight of the the, the beast mode Oh, okay. So that would have been on the inside and then they would have put the rubber on the outside that would have been really cool especially for like Dinobot to give it like a rubber texture or Megatron for like kind of the lizards. It would have been cool until it started to disintegrate because that's exactly. what that stuff is doing is disintegrating. Uh, and oh, that like to, to kind of go into what you were talking about, Joe, um, that's exactly what they were kind of thinking about doing with this one. Uh, this is more of that kind of uh, rubberized stuff. And uh, we have no clue what figure is underneath any of this. Jesse just can't bring himself to uh, crack it open. I don't blame him. I couldn't either. Uh, um, but again, another generic G1 head. You know what I mean? I, I, I don't know which character that's from. Someone who's well-versed in G1 toys could, could probably tell me. Looks like Infernal. Do you guys remember um, Street Sharks at all? I do. I do. Okay, so those had the uh, rubber skin, from what I remember. Yeah, they did. Like to kind of give the shark skin texture, so that kind of reminds me of this kind of stuff, which is really cool. Yeah, dude. I, you know, I didn't even think of the the street shark thing. Was street sharks a uh, a Kenner thing as well? I don't think they were Kenner. They were probably another. I I, I have no idea. So, yeah. but still, I mean, I remember as a kid being like, "Oh, this is rubber. I wonder what it looks like underneath." And then I just didn't bring myself to cutting it open but still i wonder how those are holding up nowadays Robert. i don't i don't know like i feel like they would probably be about as well as um well i guess, I guess it depends on the climate but yeah and i i suppose they probably would use better quality materials for production than they would for the the concept, oh, yeah concept ideas like here look at this but so Here's a, a kind of up close of our Magna Boss. Um, again, like this piece, like it probably just fell down, but it looks like you can see there's a hinge there. It probably would have folded up to uh, fill in the, the chest. So like this was basically like the, the transformation schemes that they had for 
all these figures. They just didn't have all the details um, that would have been in the finals. I like the tusk placement on that one better than the original. Yeah. But obviously some things had to be changed up. Well, yeah. Here's here's that Night Viper um in, in beast mode. And it's all uh you know, it's all all togetherness. And there's the robot mode. Um and again, like a lot of these things, like you know, like where these little ball joints are, these little uh, you know, I guess like the, the ball peg, like you see there's that little stem there, like that's an actual separate piece that just plugged up into that arm. Um, I, you know, I, I saw that whenever I was messing with uh, the one that was on the display because that that individual piece came out of the arm. I was like, that's that's interesting that they didn't just glue that together. Maybe they glued it together and it probably fell out. I don't know. Um, also, shattered glass maximal spark crystal. That's cool. Yeah, and that's not a beast machine's maximal uh, either. That's a that's a yeah. maximal maximal. There's the uh, there's the frog. In uh, in in beast mode, obviously in frog mode. So uh, and there's the, I guess, lobster. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Is that Zoidberg? Yeah. <laughs> um, I like necessarily call it a crayfish, but a lobster and a crayfish are pretty similar, uh, all things considered. It, it looks very very similar to uh. C clamp that we actually got. So oh oh for sure, but it's like you could you could look at him and you can be like, well, it's a crawfish or it's a lobster. Yep, but I, I like that there's a lot of the same design cues that were definitely the inspiration. Yeah, um, and what's what's cool, and I think I think I have it in here. This piece actually came oh, yeah. with C clamp resin parts. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Yeah, I wonder cool. if. I can't help but wonder if they use the frog as kind of an inspiration for the Spitor figure. I mean, probably because they have a you know, they have the same transformation scheme. Oh, you know, they? It, it could have just been. Let's see. Let's go back. I mean, yeah. You know the. I mean, granted, like instead of the the frog, the front frog legs just hanging off of the back. Um. And the and the others kind of unfolding from from the middle. Like I'm sure they they you know I'm sure like this had a lot of inspiration. But like even the frog head goes down onto the robot mode chest. Yeah, that's really cool. So let's see. Again, there's a more more of this. Like this is the the wax piece uh, for that. So. Um, and there were actually like this is one that I overlooked. I did not know that there were mutants in this lot. But uh you can see pieces for Icebird. Again, I think that's like the kind of robot chest details for Icebird. Is it? I mean look. I think so. Or is it uh that almost reminds me of I, I don't think this is right, but that reminds me of uh, Night Slash Cheetor. Yeah, it kind of does, but this this was definitely with the mutants. Yeah. Um, for what it, now, a Night Slash Cheetor did come out of this, which we'll we'll get into later. Okay. And this is the Razor Claw, the mutants Razor Claw. Oh wow! Yeah. And the Poison Bite. And I think we get it. No, we didn't get a sound wave. Oh, well. 
so Tank Drone. Transkeeto. Again, broken, but it looks to be repairable. Um, this is one that we saw at uh, one of those shops. The, the last shop we went to. Uh, I don't want to call them out by their name because they may not want that information out there. So before either of you are just like, oh, yeah. And that's the master uh, model uh, for the Tarantulas. Uh, the one that was on display was the Czech model. And again, the differences are like there's none of that webbing here. And the spider legs that have like the little numbers on it that we were talking about not too long ago in the group chat. Yep. Yeah, th those pieces weren't there. I guess they they kind of uh, extended them like in the mold so that way those legs wouldn't like as like a support structure. Makes sense. Wouldn't want those legs to break. Mm -hmm. uh, the night glider. This is one that I did let go. I let this go in trade for the transmetal Cheetor, but he had a separate wing pack that had soft goods. Like a like a Batman cape, that little black oh, piece. Wow. Yeah, that one. Like I said, that one's one I didn't want to let go, but I really wanted that transmetal Cheetor. Yeah, it's really cool though. Yeah, it is. Here's the Megatron in pieces. That says you got it. Yes, that's how I got it. So this, like the you know this part right here, you can see where the rubber bands are coming out. That wasn't anything. All I had to do was just uh, you know straighten those rubber bands back up, and it was fine. Um, the head, ball joint, no big deal. This was broken at this hinge, and this was completely broken off up into here. Oh, and wow. this was broken off from the peg that is uh, that was in here where the little ratchet is. Now, the, the like, there's the gear in there for the ratchet, but the little square ratchet piece was not in with it. It probably crumbled into nothingness somewhere along the way. But uh, that's how I, that's how that Megatron arrived to me. Jeez, I'd be so mad. Well, that's the thing. I knew I knew how, you know I knew it looked like this. Oh, okay. I was thinking. See, no, this was this was the picture I got before. Yeah, let's buy this. You were able to re excuse me repair it using original figure parts or with no? I completely repaired it with what was there. Most for the most part on resin figures, like the brakes are pretty clean. The only okay. time that has not been true has been on the Beast Machine Snarl because like where the lion head kind of pegs in, the brake wasn't super clean and they tried to glue it back and some of that residue is there. So okay. one, of, one of those hinge pieces is was just kind of, they're just kind of doomed to break off regardless. So, mm -hmm. but, but the other one stayed, which is fortunate. That's all I could really ask for. Um, and all these extra pieces and like there's no different molding in any of these pieces. Uh, the only exception being the uh, the little bits up here to make the dragon uh, the dragon head swivel. Mm -hmm. Th those are like just varying different uh, parts. Does that have a pilot? Yes, it does. Um, oh wow! Yeah, you see it there, and it was it was in the figure at the show. That's really cool. I didn't I didn't have time to look at the cases really. Yep. That's all. Um, iguanas, I believe. Actually, I don't think this was a check model. I think this was the master model. Easy way to tell is uh, the ball joints for the masters are usually clear because they use these little, you know, like beads, marbles, whatever. Usually beads, uh, but the clear beads, and it was just, uh, you know, sprayed over with primer. And again, more of that uh, kind of 
yellowish, orangish, and, and it was like a rubbery texture, uh, resin. So, there's that. The Czech model tarantulas. Nothing different. It was just a little more loose. Again, being an, an engineer sample, basically. The Rhinox, again, another engineer sample. And it's very possible, like, these were used as the base for uh, the digital mock-ups that they would have uh, put on them. I think this is what existed before, quote-unquote, paint-on samples. The rat trap was interesting. I've got a gallery of the rat trap up, but you see the smooth uh, wheels there instead of the, the wheels with all the etched-in kind of techno stuff in it. That was pretty cool. The Transmetal Megatron, again, I got a gallery of that one too. And the Terrogator. So you see there were three different they were kind of working with. And ultimately, I guess uh, what is, this top one's the one they landed on, I think, because that's the one that's primered. So that yeah, yeah that, that would be the one that uh, they used to cut the molds from. I also uh, read where the stuff that was primered was usually sent off to get painted for uh, paint mock-ups, I guess, where they needed them to. Yeah. Or, and it, they could have been used for instructions. Who knows? There's no telling what, what they use the the extra stuff for. I guess I can kind of see why they uh, use that one for the actual product, where the one on the bottom is more reminiscent of the snapper shell, where that one's more unique. Yeah. I, I they didn't want to go with two of the same, I guess. Yeah, they probably didn't want to confuse uh, people about you know, making them think it was the same character or something. Yep. So that's cool. Then a power pinch, just a, a lone power pinch. Uh, he actually did have the little nubs on the side um, of of this. I didn't, I didn't see any. Oops, I didn't see any uh, mold differences there. But you know, uh, this one, I think this is like the second or third hard copy uh, resin prototype of Bantor. Uh, that's that's kind of out there. Um. And that's that's the thing. Like hard copy, even even resin prototypes aren't necessarily limited to one piece. You know, there there could be like I think we, when we were talking about the uh, the polar claw prototypes, as far as resins go, I think we counted like three or four that are accounted for and in, in currently in separate collections right now. And uh, here we go. Here's an example of like stuff that would get painted. So here's the Jetstorm. And, you know, that's not chrome, obviously, but that would have been the painted, you know, metallic blue. And they probably would have used that for, uh, you know, package shots. Maybe they would have used that for, like, chrome this color. I don't know. I have no clue. Um, this is another one that was broken, though. I don't know if I include. Okay, no, I didn't. But really, really strange how, how it had just that metallic blue paint on it. I would think that's where they were like, okay, we're going to chrome this here. Because, I mean, those are the pieces that were chrome. Right. So 
That's what you said. But yeah. none of the other none of the other transmetal stuff had that, or anything that had chrome on it out of this lot had any of that. Like this was the only one that was painted. It, it could have been a different different stage uh, resin too, because you're talking about the different yeah. stages. So could have been from the okay here. This is what we're gonna. This is the one we're gonna use to uh, show where we're gonna put the chrome on it. Very possible. Very possible. And uh, again, here's more of that kind of green, you know, essentially like silicone rubber is basically the, the kind of texture this was. That's, that's the stuff that's on my uh, Transmetal 2 Dinobot and also on the Transmetal 2 Megatron. Yeah, because that's, that's cool that they you can see where the softer plastic is on these. Yeah, but like then there's um there was one I was messing with that had you know, like the, the 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 production piece had soft plastic, but the prototype had um you know it was it was molded in hard plastic um and then like there's some of them that are that like get molded with some clear pieces but they're they're you know the resins are in um solid opaque pieces and you know like, like the silver bolt it had the clear pieces where they should have been but the snarl has like the only clear on it is the light is the eyes so going what, with what you were saying about different stages for the resin, um, I wonder if the ones without the clear or without the yellow are uh, pieces more early on in the development stage. Because Maybe. at that point, they're just, okay, here's the sculpt. Here's the transformation here. Look, this works. Let's not worry about the materials. So then they maybe worry about the materials. And then after that, they worry about, okay, we're going to throw chrome on it here. Maybe with some of them it was like that, but I know like like you know for Dinobot they had in mind that he was going to have a, a whipping tail gimmick, yeah. and Megatron yeah. would have had you know uh, a maneuverable you know kind of rubber dragon tail and dragon neck, which again were yeah. made from that green. So I don't like. There's so many questions I, I really wanted to ask, but yeah. the the seller Maybe. is still like the, the the person that had these is still anonymous to me. You know, okay. I, I only know the middleman, and yeah. I'm not even telling people who that is. Yep, and I wonder if maybe the reason they made some of those changes is maybe they didn't pass the tests, like the drop tests or whatever. Like oh, they wouldn't have, they wouldn't have given resins drop tests. Oh, uh, no, no, they, no. They like, oh, look, this this yeah. doesn't pass the drop test, so we have to go back and give this soft plastic here, so then it doesn't break. No, no, they like typically like maybe on the engineering, like on the check models. They would have they would have done like tolerance, you know, as far as like if something needs to have a little more give uh, without sacrificing, you know, you know, looseness or over tightness or whatever. But like but like these these were not going to go through drop tests. Um, mm -hmm. The only things that really go through drop tests are test shots, which is why they're called test shots. And it's not just drop oh, yeah. tests. It's, you know, where's the breaking point on these? How much, you know, pressure has to be applied for this piece to break and, you know, so on and so forth. Yeah, but if if it doesn't pass the drop test or the pressure points, would it would they go back to the resin stage or would they just They would typically then edit the the, the tooling because the test shots come out of the tooling, which they've already spent however many thousands of dollars on. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That's when they yeah, that's when they either uh, choose a different material and if choosing a different material doesn't work, they would go, you know, like they would go and they would uh, tweak tweak the tooling where they could. Okay, that's so that's my understanding of it. If someone if someone has any more knowledge uh, on that, like I said, that's that's the way I was made to kind of understand it. Um, that's how that works. 
I wonder if that's what happened with that one that you said didn't have the soft plastic in the resin. Maybe they realized, oh, this isn't going to pass. After it got to the test shot stage, they're like, okay, we have to switch. Well, material. they would have. They well, that's at that point they would have just switched material for the test shot, and you know, because well, yeah. like the didn't the you steel. say you had the resin that didn't have it? The I'm trying to I'm trying to remember which one it was, and that's the. Uh, that's the issue because, like, whenever these came in, like, I didn't get to keep all the ones that came to my house. Oh yeah, which no, is, that makes sense. Sorry, yeah, which is, the, I was gonna say, which which is unfortunate. Like, I, I wish, like, like I said, I wish I could remember, but usually, um, and it's like you know, the, like the green rubber pieces on the Transmetal Two Dinobot, like the one that, like the the piece that sits on his back that becomes kind of the fins in Beast Mode. Um, that was actually molded in a hard plastic, despite being sculpted from a softer, you know, rubber material. Okay. So it's not always that case. Mm-hmm. Um, That's interesting. Here's the Supreme Cheetor. This is the second hard copy I've seen of this. A buddy of mine has the other one. So uh, that's the greatest toy to ever be made. Here's the <laughs> snarl. Here's the, <laughs> here's the snarl. So you see the hinges broke here. And then there were some pieces where a hinge attached in here that, you know, this was attached to the back. Um, for mine, I had to completely remove the spring, uh, so I could get this to kind of go back up in here. And even this, this clip in here, this, this little, this whole assembly, it was broken too. Uh, I could have pulled the one out of my production one, but I, I try to repair when possible. Um, you know, it would have been nothing for me to pull the, the clip out of mine and hit it with some gray primer and stick it in and no one would know the difference. But again, that's, that's one of, one of those things I'm anal about, but uh, the only clear plastic is actually the stuff on the inside of his leg. I believe it's clear, <clears throat> and it's got the it's got a Viacon Spark crystal as well, which is interesting. And I think I think he has a blue Viacon Spark crystal, but you can tell just some some pieces broke here. Like these would like these are super clean breaks. Like the, this would be so easy to fix on the skydive. And <clears throat> he was actually missing some hardware, a little screw that would have gone in there. My Dinobot, my Transmetal 2 Dinobot, it was missing some hardware. I had to uh, grab a screw from the tail that wouldn't have, you know, sacrificed the stability of it. And I had to make my own little, like, plastic washer for him. But this is one I did get to handle. Again, no translucent plastic on him either. Uh, another one that has translucent plastic without it being here. Uh, and again, it looks like it was a break at the stem. Again, that should be a pretty easy fix for whoever does end up with it. Wasn't that one at the shop, if I remember right? Yes, it was. Okay. Yep. Look at this. The accessory that was on the back of the uh, the box before they remolded it with the like swooshing stuff. That's cool. I like yeah. that. This is one that, like, this did not end up at the, the shop we were at. And maybe he still has it. Maybe that's something that, like, if there are some things that he still has. Unless it's you know, sold already. It could have. Like, there there definitely could have been other buyers, you know. But so I think in that area, there's buyers. Well, I mean, it wasn't really an open forum kind of thing. But they probably—if you're a buyer for this kind of thing, you know where to go, you know who to talk to. And that's true. And you know, I'm sure all these former, uh, you know, people who would have access to this stuff would 
be up and up to know who's not going to tell their business to everyone. Mm-hmm. So this one was interesting. The uh, the all white night screen. That's one that I wouldn't mind getting. I I know a lot of people don't care for the character or the figure, but I like that one a lot. Yeah, this is a this is one that like I thought was pretty interesting. I'm guessing this is a check model. I wouldn't I wouldn't think this was the the resin, but look a night scream that won't break from transformation because of a <laughs> brittle translucent plastic. That 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 in and of itself was reason enough to own this one. Mm-hmm. Another one we saw missing the tail, and there was no space for the tail anywhere in this. I'm guessing this was like a mock-up bubble too. What's that little doohickey on the bottom? It's from the sword. You can see uh oh, okay. where it broke off there. Okay, cool. That's another one, man. Like I regret, you know, had I known they were gonna be going somewhere else after we kind of made our initial offers, I would have I would have just added them to the pile and I would have dealt with uh you know, whatever I had to deal with. Eating ramen for a month. I was already doing that. <laughs> Not eat at all. Yeah. The motorcycle drone. This one was another really cool one. This is one I got to kind of mess with. But again, you can see more, you know, like I guess by the time they were doing these Beast Machines ones, uh, well, some of them, uh, maybe the later wave ones, they were kind of playing with some of this. And it could have just been like, well, this is what I got next to me. So. And you can see he would have had another ring. I think this one was, I mean, the ring color wouldn't have mattered, but I think this one was actually bigger than this one. That one looks like plastic instead of metal. That's what I was thinking. They they were they were both metal, if I recall correctly. Oh wow! Think uh think of like body jewelry. Um, that's essentially what it was. And his little face fell off so easily. Uh, it kind of freaked me out. This is one again. Like I didn't see where it ended up, but I wouldn't have minded buying it. The yeah. uh, the hammer strike. This is a this is a fun little figure. I wouldn't have minded, you know, having this this hard copy. You know, and it looks like like obviously you can tell there's, you know, a few extra sets of stuff all throughout here. So uh, you know, I guess they would have been a package deal. You almost get a f- another full figure out of that. So. Probably less brittle than the uh, clear plastic on the mass production version. Could be, but again, like I said, like there's, you know, just because it's a resin doesn't mean it's a one of one. You know, it could be a, a one of ten. Now, I believe uh, Stuart was one that was asking about the spring earlier. So this is not a spring. This is like one of those. It's not quite like one of those crazy straws, but pretty similar-ish. You know, so like no no string, no spring, but it looks like they may maybe would have tried using some of the softer plastic to uh, to do that. And I guess like they kind of realized that too much bending would, no matter the material, cause that to uh, to crumble, snap and crumble. And uh, a moment of silence for this one. You guys don't need to know why there's a moment of silence for it, but there's a moment of silence for it. The like uh, again, I'm I'm not going to go into it on air. I, I know a lot of people hate that thing, but I really like it. I don't know why. But uh, I know that the the guy that has it probably wouldn't mind selling it to you for what he paid. <laughs> yeah, I'll just let you know. Uh, we'll just leave it at that. But uh, and then again, he probably wouldn't either. 
Like, ah, dude, I, I felt, oh, I felt so, I still feel bad about it because, like, it was either it was one of the two postal agencies really dropped the ball on it. Looked like they kicked the box, like, yuck, kicked a hole in the box that I shipped all this stuff to him in. So it got decimated. Yes. Here's wow. another one that I had and I let go, and Why? I regret. It's Battle Unicorn. Why this would one was. You do that? Uh man, I can't, I can't remember. Oh, that's that's right. I got the first one you would go for, dude. I got uh, I got a. He essentially gave me what is now a going for two hundred dollar test shot. Um, kind of in exchange, sort of. Um, the way you hoard those things, though. I mean, I know, dude. This this is one like I'm still trying to trying to talk him out of it. If he ever watches this, if he ever gets this far into it, he's gonna be like, "Yeah, fat chance." Um, but it was like it was like eighty percent different, seventy eighty percent different from the final version. And you can kind of sort of see it here, just with the way these arms were structured. I did actually uh, go back and dig this picture up, but instead of it being like a like the hinge pieces being on the outside, they were actually a part of the individual, um, like what would have been hands or, or like hoofs for the uh, the unicorn. And also, you see how it's kind of like jigsawed through here instead of straight up and down. Oh, that's cool. I bet it would hold together better. Uh, I mean, the the original doesn't not hold together good, but yeah, this uh. This man, I was holding this in my hand, and I was like, "Dude, if I was just a terrible person, I would have just like shot him the money and like just held on to it." But a deal's a deal, as they say. And again, this is after I uh, fixed the snarl. You see that how that resin just makes for great light piping. It's just a <laughs> shame they painted over the top of this for both releases of the figure. <laughs> I, I never under I can never understand why they would do something like that. It just same for this one. They painted the sides here where the light would have shown through. Oh, it would have been great. Would have been great. That is the end of our slideshow. I'm thinking I'm gonna push our topics back to next week. We've already been going for three hours. Yep. It's been a hell of a show. So Mike, where can people find you at? You can find me everywhere as Angry Mike. Joe? Um, available through Stasis Lock or Dakota knows how to get a hold of me, but I'm not going to drop his name because I'm not paying him to be my secretary. <laughs> we, are, we are going to actually start you a new name, and we're going to we're going to brand you like Dakota branded Angry Mike. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna brand uh, Soccer Mom Joe. Um, Mom Joe. Mom Joe. <laughs> of course you can find me everywhere at primal sabbath uh again uh, go check out some more uh images from pete's robocon if you want to see you know even some more pre-production items uh that we didn't take a look at here uh on this uh on this particular show i have um i have a video coming that is like a, a better walk around of the dealer room and some, you know some more of the stuff that uh night shining inc had and some things that were kind of there. Like they had masterpiece coins, Alpha Prime toys did for like five bucks a coin. And like the accessories, like it was it was crazy. It was such an awesome, awesome uh deal. And like like I, I picked up the primal coin for uh Tyler. You know, it wasn't even on eBay. And like I dude, I paid like twenty five, thirty for mine. You know, so that's that's one of those deals like wow. Those um, are five bucks, right? 
Yeah, they pay, they pay, they pay, you know they were selling them for five bucks at the show. You just had two like tubs full of them. Um, I did a dealer room walk around where he kind of talked about it. So you can check that video out too. Um, but it was it was it was another it was another great show. There were a lot of cool things in the dealer room. Uh, again, a lot of cool stuff on the display case. Um, Brett, Jesse, myself, uh, we all contributed to that. So, and um, my, and Joe and Joe. I'm sorry. I keep I I, I keep thinking I, I own contribute as much and I keep thinking I own that primal and that's well, why. Yeah, <laughs> but not the waspinator. But we can I mean, do. We could fix it for both of them at some point. Well, I mean, they 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 both came from you and Brett, so that's fair. But still, uh, it was it was a joint effort. And uh, Joe, you had a killer booth at the show. Um, you know, again, if you were a Beast Wars fan, if you were into like older toy lines, like. You know, I've been to several conventions, BotCons, TFCons, uh, you know, your run-of-the-mill Comic-Cons, and even a great Comic-Con coming up this next weekend in Little Rock, which I'll also be attending. Too many too many cons this year, man. Um, so, again, there's that. Mike, if you want to, we probably should have done this at the beginning of the show, but if you want to talk about Little Rock Comic-Con? I'll wait till next Wednesday. Yeah, we can talk about it next Wednesday. So, anyways, that's our show. Uh, I thank everyone who stayed uh, the full length. Uh, really cool, everyone that was in the chat. Thank you all for uh, you know kind of kind of chiming in and and being there. Uh, big shout out to the Blackout and Shout guys. And speaking of shout outs, you can check out a bunch of other cool podcasts such as uh, Shattercast Uncut, Enter the Realm, Toy Detox, Big Bang, Beers and Bolters, 40K, Plastic Fanatics, Breaking the Mold, Nerd Rage Radio, Fresh Communications, Building Up to It, Verbally Challenged, Masterpiece, all on the Cool Table Network. And you can also check out Back and Forth, Tedious Podcast Network, Blackout and Shout, All Queued Up, Off the Runner, Bed Bath and Bionicle, Cybercast, Galactic Gumbo, which now has a home over there at the Angry Mike channel, and Around 30 Minutes with my boy, Deluxe Baldwin. So, again, thank you for watching, and uh, thank you to Stuart uh, for being our our guest this week. Uh, we got two more lined up, so if anyone's interested in that, hit me up uh, either on Twitter or on the Stasis Lock Facebook page, uh, and we'll see you guys next week. <laughs>